Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is episode 33 of the Sunday League Show. Uh, tonight on the show, uh, no Gibbs this week, so I'm joined uh, by a special guest for our Westford section. I will then be joined by Jamie, uh, Graham and Roger for our Westford OBDSFL uh, Southern Sunday and Quota Municipal sections to the podcast this week. Uh, in Gibbs's absence, I'm joined. But I must firstly congratulate you, uh, Steve, ref of the year in uh, in Westford <laughs> this year, uh, Plumsley Cup final, I believe, as well yes. appointment. Uh, yes. That means you're the top dog, the best referee in Westford this year. Congratulations, uh, someone I've spoken to uh, quite a lot this year. It must be said, and uh, it's it's been very nice to do so, mate. Congratulations on your appointment, but most of all, congratulations for making it onto the, the Sunday League show. I know, I know. Does it get any better than this now? No, you've rolled out the red carpet (laughs) for me. I tell you what, I'm I'm honoured. I'm I'm privileged. I mean, it it gets no better, does it? Absolutely not. I thought I I thought I top your season off for you. Sorry to uh, I sorry to sort of gazump the accolade you've received from the league um, this season. I know this will stand out now as the best thing that's happened to you in season 21-22. Yes, you know what? It's right up there with the. Plumps the Challenge Cup final. I got a, a County Cup final middle as well. But, you know, yep. it's right up there. I mean, it's a cherry on the cake doing this, you know. It's, it's the best. <laughs> uh, and big shoes to fill uh, with Gibbs. Obviously, he's, un, he's unwell. Uh, he's unable, oh. to make, un, unable to make the recording. Uh, I won't go into any details. No, but, um, I, I thought he'd be busy writing his sort of underdog memoir, you know. Well, or... at, least we're, at least we're not getting Because I know that's a frustration for you as well when he says that. <laughs> yeah well I don't know how many people believe it I mean we, we, we won't put the big man down when he's poorly but he's great entertainment for that really good entertainment he is very good I won't ask you for a mic check so we'll move straight into uh the results uh from for yesterday Sunday the 17th of April and people often think that uh you're, you're a referee you don't we you don't know you don't know much about the teams, but because of the variety of games that we do get, we do get to see quite a lot of teams. It's more than more than the guests that come on will probably see more than Gibbs will probably see. Although he's busy in the group chats and speaks to a lot of the teams and gets a lot of news. As refs, we do get to see quite a few teams in a season, don't we? Yeah, we do. I think we are very lucky in that fact that we see most of the teams um, and we go to all of the grounds. So I do think we're in a good position to uh, talk about the teams. I mean, I've, I've only been with the league, I think this is my third or fourth, third, third fourth season with it. So I know most of the teams, not all of them, but um, some of these guys I know from leagues of old. But yeah, I, I think we're in a pretty good place to, to talk about the teams. I think so too. And and uh, you've made it pretty clear on social media that Division 4 is your favourite division oh, this season. Yes, definitely. Definitely. One of the, the best ones out there. Um, most competitive, definitely. 
Awesome. So let's get straight into the results, as I said, from yesterday, and then we'll get into the predictions where yeah. uh, we've got a, we've got you've got to help Gibbs maintain his uh, battle with Mark Dolby, who's absolutely <laughs> smashing us in the predictions. But we'll get into the predictions in the second uh, section of the yeah. Westford section. So let's get on with it. Uh, the Prem games from yesterday. Uh, a big game at the top of the Prem yesterday. Borden Sports A losing 5-2 to Jam uh, and Billy uh, and the boys putting their hands up and saying that Jam were just the better team on the day, allowing uh, Jam striker to take a hat-trick ball away from them. He he deserved it, was the Borden Sports A comment. Yes, I saw that. Um, I know Borden Sports A well, um, but Jam is one of the few teams I haven't left, but even so, I was very surprised by that. 5-2, that is a very good score for them. Very, very good very score. Good. They're awesome yeah. going forward. Miles Alexander there, I think he scored all five yesterday. He, he may have anyway. He may have He may have um, just scored a hat-trick. But I did see Phil was waxing lyrical about his abilities, and he's a good player. Uh, absolute handful to referee, but a fantastic player uh, nonetheless. So a big, a big win for Jam yesterday. And maybe... Yeah. This run just coming a little bit late for Jam for the for the title because if they'd have started this run um, a month or so earlier in the season, they'd have been putting pressure on under the radar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it queues them up nicely for their final, doesn't it? Um, in the President's Cup, yeah. they, they have that soon. I'm actually a fourth official for that, so it'd be good. It'd be the first time I see Jam, and um, yeah, I think it is working well for them. A nice build up to that that final. Yeah, looking good. Uh, in the senior division, Metrogas continue their dominance in the division. 5-0 win against Rising Talents. It's not been a good uh, few weeks for Rising Talents. Losing to the underdogs, Peckham Rye. Losing to Burridge in the final of the Cup. And now losing to Metrogas 5-0 uh, Rising Talents. Probably wishing the end of the season uh, could hurry up and come. Metrogas looking every bit. Uh, the, the champions elect in the senior division. Yeah, again, I, I haven't refed um, Metrogas um, on a Sunday, but I have refed a few of those boys on Saturdays. They play in a, a good standard on a Saturday. And when I've bumped into them, they are really fired up, really, really, really positive about this season at Metrogas. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. They're looking every bit, the Prem team, uh, for next season. Uh, more games in Division 1. Uh, Red Velvet 7, uh, Elton Rovers nil. A massive win for Red Velvet. Uh, cement, uh, seven, second place confirmed for them. Highest league position for them as a Sunday side. Uh, it's been a load of third place finishes for them. Uh, but 7-0 seven, uh, win against their uh, cup final sparring partners, Elton Rovers, is dominant and saying everything about Red Velvet's season. It's been a great year for them. Yes, yes, certainly. And I, I suspect Elton Rovers, I've, I've read them a few times and they probably rolled out of STC <laughs> the night before. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> they like a drink, so maybe they had a good drink the night before, but that doesn't take anything from the velvet. That is 7-0. That's a really good score there. Fantastic result. Maybe some of the Elton Rovers boys went missing in, in Dublin. I know they they, oh. put in lot, they were putting pictures on social media. <laughs> maybe some of them didn't make it back. They do like a drink, don't they? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in Div 2, Falconwood Reserves 1, AFC Kingfisher 3. A good win for uh, AFC Kingfisher against Falconwood Reserves, who made it to a cup final uh, very recently. Did they win or did they lose the cup final, Falconwood? No, they won that. I, I they watched won, that. didn't they? Yeah, 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 they yeah I won that. Uh, sorry, I watched that. I saw them. Um, maybe 
maybe yeah, they've just taken a foot off the gas there in, yeah. in that game. I, I, maybe. Maybe. Uh, rest of the games in Div 2, Advent Mighty Royals continue their good run of form with a two-all draw in tribute to the man himself, uh, Desmond Tutu, against Eltham Lions, who seem to be faltering with this title chase uh, we expected them to, to be in uh, at the beginning of the season. They were going all guns blazing, but uh, Advent Mighty Royals have had a good uh, April so far. Well done, boys. Uh, Crocodile found some form this weekend. Ooh. They beat Alpington Eagles 6-3 yes. after a real dodgy couple of weeks, Steve. Uh, Crocodile looked to be back to their best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw Dave Crocodile uh, last week and um, previous seasons, we've seen them, they played as well, Kingfisher Reserves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they definitely, definitely had a whiff of sort of sharkiness about them. But this season... It's they've they've suffered. They've I know they've suffered with injuries and that. So um, I'm pleased they've got a result there because they have struggled this season. Um, yeah, so I think it's well done to them for that one. Absolutely, uh, Alberton Eagles uh, promotion chase for the season looks to be faltering too on the back of that result. Crocodile, uh, lots of games to play in the league. Let's not forget, so they could still be amongst it. But just a bad a bad couple of weeks for them uh, on the whole. Uh, Crocodile, but looking to put those behind now with a very good win this weekend. Well done to Dave uh, and all the lads at Crocodile. Uh, in Div 4, Steve's unashamedly fav- his <laughs> biased his favourite uh, division. Uh, Hartford, after lifting a cup, yeah, lose 2-1 to Bexley Eve. Bexley Eve making it to our results of the week poll uh, for this one, Steve. No one saw this one coming. We, no. thought, we thought Hartford into Belvedere, Barker, and Kingsford were unbeatable at the top four there. And Bexley showing that you have got a bit about them. They have. I mean, that, brutally honest, that does surprise me. Um, really does. But that just highlights how good this division is. There are some really, really good teams in here. Um, and to beat Hartford, who score goals for fun, um, and off the back of that cup final, where they were putting tails up and really, really buoyant. And so... Absolute credit to Bexley. Yeah, they, they deserve deserve to be uh, in what's it, result of the week. Definitely, yeah, um, yeah. it gets my vote. Absolutely, and we can't give we can't say it must have been a bad day for Hartford. As I say, we need to give credit to the teams that win, not discredit the teams that lose. So, well done, Bexley. Eve. I know uh, they seem to be involved with uh, conversing with the social media quite a bit. So, the boys, uh, there you go. There's your results of the week. Gibbs put mm. you on there. Um, and yeah, well, des- <clears throat> well deserved. I think that's my that's my vote as well. There were some real good um, results this week, though. So uh, we'll try and remember them as we go through. Southeast Athletic Maroon drew one all with Junior Reds uh, seniors in Div Four. Um, <clears throat> probably a predictable uh, result against two teams who are pretty closely matched. I haven't I haven't done Southeast Athletic Maroon this season, but Junior Red Sports I I, I have seen, and I know they're a good side. Uh, so that must have been a good game yesterday. That one. Uh, in Div 5, uh, Bexley Knights 2, Old Fortronians 8. Oh, Steve, you'd 8 to be Bexley Knights <laughs> yesterday, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would. I was waiting <laughs> for that. I've heard it in person. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor old Bexley Knights. I've seen them uh, a couple of times, uh, once, sorry, this season, uh, and been following their results ever since. And it seems like they're having a, a real struggle. Uh, don't forget, Old Fortronians are our cup finalists. Uh, this year, I believe it's the Sports King TV Cup that they're in a final against um, Peckham Rye. 
Um, so Old Fortronians just warming up nicely for that cup final uh, against uh, the underdogs. But Bexley Knights, yeah, it's been it's been a struggle uh, for Bexley Knights this season, and that result will will sting a bit. And hearing and hearing me saying you're the eight two B, probably making it even worse, Steve. They were expecting that. Everyone knows that's your catchphrase. Come on. <laughs> uh, a big game between two teams who have become uh, trying to build a, a, so, a YouTube platform and, and get their videos of their games out. South Ballers uh, played SE 69ers uh, and the 69ers getting a good point, I think, against South Ballers. Yes. Uh, a hotly contested game. That'll be real good to see the two contrasting stories um, from their uh, YouTube channels to see uh, somewhere in the middle, Steve, I imagine we'll get the actual story. I suspect so. I mean, I do watch both those on YouTube. I'm one of their followers. Uh, so it would be good be good to see that. It will be. Uh, a good point, though. Both teams probably neither going to be promoted, not neither going to be relegated. So it's all about building momentum for next season. Finishing as high as you can in the, in the table, perhaps uh, enticing a couple of players into your squad. Uh, that look at league tables and worry about things like that, I guess. In Division 6, the second best division in Westford. The second best division in Westford. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do this. I can't compete with Gibbs with those voices. <laughs> uh, no Life lost 4-1 to Lewisham Tamils. Um, I think that's Lewisham Tamils. One of their last gamers of the season. They've still got uh, Highfield Rovers to play, I think, but they're nearly done. Uh, no life, um, not had a good season uh, they, uh, to match their expectations. But Lewisham Tamils, uh, a great little team for their for their local community, uh, doing good things, uh, and that's a good win for them, I think, Steve. Yes, yes, I think it is. Um, I, I must be. I, I haven't refereed the team this season, so I can't give you uh, an inside view on this. Um, but it looks like a good result for me. It's a, it's a great result. I saw Lucian Tamils the very last game of uh, pre-season. I refereed them in an evening game against Peckham Rye. And uh, I must, it was, they were pretty, uh, they were all over the place organisationally and, and all that stuff. Um, and that's, that's about as, as polite hmm. as, as I can be, really. So to see their progress this season uh, in Div 6, uh, it looks like they're going to stay in the division, which is good. Uh, they've had a good year for me, uh, a good first year. And as I say, with this, with the whole the community aspect of it for them, uh, they should pat themselves on the back. Well done. Uh, in Division 7, the best, the best division in Westfar, the Silk Grassroots <laughs> Podcast Network, <laughs> Division 7, uh, kicking off with a huge upset. The people's form falling off the face of a cliff. Uh, one nil loss to them against Avery Hill Athletic. That's a mini rivalry, that one. I know they've had plenty of good games against each yes. other. Yes. Um, the people sitting pretty at the top for a long time, uh, just having a, a, a bit of a wobble towards the end of the season. Um, Avery Hill won't care, though, Steve. That's a good three points for them. No, no, no. I mean, if there's any team that could uh, nick some points from them, I think it's Avery Hill. I've I've ref both teams and both are very good. Um, and yesterday I was at Meridian. And uh, I was walking around the change rooms looking for my teams and I come across Kai and the people and they were really fired up in the change room. I could tell they were really up for it. Um, and so uh, they were, I think they were on the, um, was it 3G there? I think they were yeah. on that pitch there. And there okay. was a big crowd. There was a big crowd there. Um, there were a lot of people watching that game. Um, so uh, and if you take from what, um, what those guys said on Twitter, I think um, people said that after the goal, they were, dominant but they just couldn't score now I've ref the peoples a few times and they do have some good players in yeah, there yeah. Yeah. so 
Um, I think both teams praised the, the Avery Hill keeper saying he was unreal. And I've got to believe that because I've seen people score for fun. I've been in one of their games where they banged 10 goals in. So yeah. um, for them not to score, that Avery Hill goalkeeper has played a blinder yesterday then, I reckon. Must have done. Uh, it's a great three points. And uh, yes. yeah, well done. Hopefully the Peoples can revive their, their title run. They'd be gutted uh, to miss out uh, after regrouping in the summer, dropping down. Uh, they would have been favourites to win uh, the best division in Westville. Everyone wants to win it, Steve. So uh, <laughs> I'd be surprised. Uh, I'd be surprised if they're not in promote in the promotion places. But the title yeah. would have been the yeah. aim for sure. Uh, in Division Eight, Eltham Lions reserves draw one all with Chimera reserves. Uh, Eltham Lions youth they will be gutted again. A team that's around, been around the top of the table, Steve, with uh, Spring Hill. Uh, yeah. amongst other teams uh, Elton Lions really did look like uh, promotion candidates but uh, they're all slipping up at the top aren't they yeah they are um, I've left uh, Elton Lions youth and they are a good team very good team um, so that does surprise me it is it's a good point for Tamara Reserves uh, a slip up it has to be said after a couple of wobbles uh, by Springfield United Blues of recent weeks uh, Elton Lions will want to will be needing to win all their games uh, to get that title done, but not to be this week. Greenwich Battle Cruisers' impressive form continues. Uh, this week they beat Elton Palace three two. Elton Palace have scored hatfuls of goals. Yeah, uh, scores for fun, don't they? Yep, and the Battle Cruisers getting the job done three two. A slight oh. resurgence for them and looking like a strong finish uh, again to build momentum for next season. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can they claim they're the best team in Greenwich. This week, I think they are. I yes, they are. I, reckon they, I reckon they are as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be claiming it. Uh, what's next? The Royal Oak boys beat uh, Bosco 4-3. This one got into Gibbs. This one got onto Gibbs's pole. Steve, oh, yeah. four... I'm not going near, near Gibbs's pole. 4-3 <laughs> to Royal Oak. It's been a very tough season for the boys. Uh, regrouped and got, got some players in from... Uh, from the folded uh, Welling Park Spartans. So a good win for Royal Oak. They've been few and far between. So we know how uh, how good they must feel getting those three points yesterday. Yeah, yeah. With, with a seven-goal filler like that, and if, if you read, I said on Twitter, uh, with a, a 90th-minute winner, um, I think that sums Royal Oak up at the moment where they've come strong at the end. Um, Absolutely. To, to, to seal that. So it's good to see. Good to see some of those Welling Park players move over because I left them and I was sad to see them fold. So uh, it's good that they found a home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well done, boys. Uh, Springfield United Blues uh, win seven two against JJ uh, United. A closer game than uh, than JJ have had this season. Springfield United Blues something not quite right there, Gib, uh, Steve. I'm about to call Gibbs. you Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs. that's that's uh, that's a habit there. <laughs> But Steve, yeah, Springfield United, 7-2 against JJ. JJ United, minus 175 goal difference now after 20 games in the league. Wow. Uh, I'm just wow. looking at this title race. Eltham Lions reserve sitting top of the division. Um, 16 played, 38 points. So that's a big slip up for them yesterday. To, to, have, to If they'd have got those, those two extra points, they'd be too clear with a game in hand over Springfield United Blues in second place. Seventeen mm. played. It looks like it's a straight shootout now between Springfield United Blues and Eltham Lions reserves. 
Uh, so yeah. a big slip up. Chimera Reserves, of course, play in, played Elton Lines yesterday, sitting in fifth place. Yeah. But 7-2 for me, um, the Springfield United Blues. Only points to one thing, Steve, that perhaps Chris Elliott was the manager of the Blues yesterday. <laughs> I know, Chris. I'm not getting dragged into that. <laughs> where, where do you sit with the Elliott in or Elliott out? <laughs> where, what? <laughs> oh, Elliot in. He's I like Chris. I've got a lot of time for him. I've got a lot of time for that. Man. Oh, we we like him. Oh no, I'm only joking, but you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was again it, they were that was at Meridian because um I was walking around and, and I saw the Spring Hill Blue Boys uh, in the changing room, but they again they were fired up and they were very optimistic about scoring lots of goals there. Um so I mean you've you've got to give credit to JJ United there because um I say only considering seven, but if you look at their track record through the season, it's been double double figures yeah. at times, isn't it? Yeah. And well, and, 175 minus 175 goals in 20 games. So what does that what does that work yeah, out? Exactly. Oh, I can't do. I'm not good enough at maths to work that out quick enough. And I've had a beer, so I can't remember. So that's <laughs> eight eight and a half eight and a half nine goals a game that they've conceded. Yeah. So under the average for uh, Springer, as I say. Uh, and seven, they scored two goals as well. Three one at half time is close, isn't it? As it's it says good. on on full time. So what I'm just, I'm not saying seven two is a bad result, but against no. JJ, you'd expect a team gunning for champion uh, the title, should I say, to yep. to do a bit better than that. Yep. Anyway, as that's as damning a seven two. Uh, a, a review of a seven-two winners can be, I think, mate. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Just, just, just trying to get Elliot out, ain't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the Plumsy Challenge Cup, uh, I think there's been a reshuffle of some of the games after a team was uh, ejected from the competition. So, Erith and Belvedere played Danson Albion. Um, Erith from Belvedere? Erith, Black, 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 oh, Black and Erith. Every week. I've, every week. Every week I mess their name up. Sorry, Joe and the boys. Uh, Black Fen and Erith 2, uh, Danson Albion 2. Uh, Blackford and Erith, of course, in the senior division. Yeah. Danson Albion in Division 5. Uh, making a good account of themselves, Danson Albion. But uh, Black Fen get the job done 4-3 on penalties. Joe, I imagine, breathing a huge sigh of relief after that one and getting through to the next round. Yeah, he's probably uh, celebrating for a few beers in the hangar, knowing Joe. But uh, yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, you've got Danson Albion there, some wise heads there. They, they knew what they were doing there, I'm sure, against... Again, Blackfin and Erif have been around a while, so that would have yeah. been a good game to watch, I think, for sure. That would have been an old, a classic old-school Sunday yes. league game of football. Um, but yeah, the Blackfin getting through on pens, and that's all you've got to do in the cup. Just get yeah. the win uh, and get through to the next round. Well done, boys. Uh, in the West for Shield, uh, Adidas Athletic uh, and Peckham Rye drew one all uh, at the end of play. Uh, Peckham Wright again do it on penalties, Steve. Uh, penalty specialists uh, this season getting through against rising talents on pens uh, as well recently. Gibbs and the boys through, I believe. That's the West for Shield final for them, which puts them in a sticky position, I believe, with, with their two cup finals scheduled on the same day. Yeah, I saw Gibbs, at, I think, was it last Sunday, the cup final? And he, yeah, he was saying about they've got a game in the morning and a game in the afternoon. I said, well, it fits well with the underdog story, doesn't it? I think it just works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surely the league could do something to sort that out. That would be that would be horrendous for them to have to miss out on a on a cup final because they've had a successful season. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's probably a few, some logistics to sort out there with the other teams and the referees. But I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, I'm sure they can make that work. I'm not sure if it's the Westford Shield and the Sports King TV one or the Fred Jolly final that they're maybe not even through to the final in. I'm not sure exactly how it works out, but there is a predicament that Peckham Rye could have two cup finals on the same day. But uh, either way, well done. Peckham Rye do not lose. Uh, they weren't the underdogs yesterday, but it looks like Adidas put up a good uh, yeah. fight, look, good account of themselves and probably Gibbs was the relieved one to get through on penalties. Yeah, I bet he practices those penalties at training. Yeah, probably. You know, you know what Gibbs is like meticulous. <laughs> sitting and sitting on his water cooler like Bielsa while they all take uh, while they all take the penalties. I've seen that in one of the YouTube, I think one of the uh, yeah, YouTube games I've seen him sat there. Yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of uh, refereeing Peck of Mind Reserves yet. It's not day. a ple- it's not a pleasure with Gibbs on the side. No, isn't it? Nah. Nah. <laughs> he's 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 the nicest bloke before and after the game, but during it. Just don't even speak to him. Yeah, well, I remember that. <laughs> if you get him. Uh, and a Fred Jolly Memorial. Steve, this was your one yesterday. Oh, uh, yes. Burridge Blues, cup specialists. They only play for the cups. They've openly said that this is their last season uh, playing Sunday morning football. Uh, they're ready for the Vets. They're ready for the Vets game, I believe, mate. They lost 4-3 to Crayford Arrows. High-flying Crayford Arrows in the very, very competitive Division 1 this season. Yes. Crayford Arrows... Knocking out um, Burridge Blues uh, in look what looks like a brilliant game. Was was it as good as the scoreline would suggest? Oh yes, yeah. I, I think earlier in the week when I was uh, appointed to this, I got this uh, game of the week, uh, fixture of the week, and it lived up to it for sure. Um, seven goals there. Um, I can talk you briefly through what happened, but it um, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant game for the spectators, and I was very lucky to be in the middle for that one because. Um, I want to say it was uh, it went two nil up. Um, Burridge, Burridge were, were as always a very strong, wise season team there, um, and they were dominant. They were comfortable. They were winning two nil, and then Crayford got a goal back for two one, um, and then it went three um, one. And one of the goals, one of the free kicks from Burridge, it was a worldie. It was it was a phenomenal free kick. Um, Watch that go in, and nobody could stop that. And then um, the, the the other two goals were some soft goals um, by by Crayford. So yeah, they um, it was three one, um, and then um, I I simbined, um the Crayford Arrows uh, captain. So they went down to ten. Uh, uh, and you nasty great. ref. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just sums up the 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 might of Crayford Arrows. Uh, the, the never give up attitude. When I think, yeah, it was what. Don't quote me. I'll, I'll put my head I think it was three one at half time. And ten minutes into the second half, I seem seem been the Crayford captain. So they battled on, and and then when he came back, there was what half an hour to go. Half an hour, and in that half an hour, Crayford Arrows scored three goals. Um, they, it was a game and a half, and I think it's it's the youth. It's a, 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 I think that first hour or so, Burridge was strong. They were dominant, but um, I think the old legs certainly on that pitch one up Meridian. Oh, it was it was hard, hard pitch, and I think all that on a big pitch, 
with rock hard, it felt like concrete at times, played yeah. to Crayford's um, strengths. Rumour and... rumor has it, rumour has it, that pitch hasn't seen water since 1976. <laughs> Before we were born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only the one, that's the only one, the one thing that can ruin that game of football is that pitch at, at Meridian. Oh, it was like a dust bowl. It was, I mean, in my legs, I think I put on Twitter, I don't usually ache after games, but I ate after that game. It really was. I wish I'd put on a pair of trainers instead of football boots. It was so yeah. hard. Um, and like I said, I think I said on Twitter, there wasn't a sliding tackle in that game. Yeah. No one wanted to lose half, half the skin off their leg. Yeah. Um, but can't take it away from Crayford Arrows. They battled on. They really did. And youth just... They, they, they were just dominant in that last half an hour and come back and scored and scored and scored. And so fully deserved, absolutely fully deserved. And so it was a great game for the spectators. There were a few people watching. Um, yeah, it was good. Very, very good quarterfinal cup game. Well done to Crayford Arrows. Probably win against the odds, given the uh, the pedigree of Burridge Blues, especially in cups and the league position. Although the league table will tell you Burridge Blues aren't a good side. If you play them in the cup and get a win, um, you've done well. So well done to Crayford Arrows. And I believe they're on uh, Peck and Rye's uh, side of the draw in the Fred Jolly now as well. Oh, that'll be a good one. That'll be a real good game. Uh, the last game yesterday was in the Mike Strong Memorial Cup. This is the cup sponsored by the podcast and Nick Pitt in memory of Mike Strong uh, a friend of Nick's who uh, sadly lost his life uh, or took his own life um, nearly uh, two and a half years ago now. So this cup is in remembrance of Mike. Uh, so we're very, very proud of it. Uh, Highfield Rovers, Steve, getting knocked out of the cup against New Boys Ooh. Foresters. They've cleaned up their act, Foresters, um, and they've had a good season as a result of it. They've had a real good year for a debut team in, yes. in Westford, thrown together yes. by adverts and all that stuff and calling in favours and all that. What a success story the Foresters have been this season. Oh, absolutely. Um, they were, that game, that semi-final was uh, down at Meridian as well. Um, and I saw Ronnie um, and Paul, um, both both the uh, managers there, chatting before, and they were really up for it. Um, and then I saw them afterwards and um, again, well, Ronnie... <sighs> I think he, he suffered with the pitch because of the he, what he was telling me again. Meridian's rock hard, and he said he hurt his hip and he hurt his wrist when he was diving on the ground. Yeah. And I think he sort of blames himself for that. Um, you can't you can't odds the state of the pitch there, but you don't want to take anything away from Paul and the Foresters there because I've ref them quite a few times this season, and I've seen them evolve from. Um, the very different team they are now to early on in the season. Um, yep. And I think he's done phenomenally well there. Um, like you say, cup final, cup final in the first debut season. Yeah, debut season. It's just great. Um, a good young team there. I think they they will go they will go places over the, over the years. Um, they stick, yeah. Yeah, good luck to them. Hopefully they'll stick together. Unlucky, Ronnie. We love, we do love yes. Ronnie, but um, Foresters, it has to be said, uh, we have to give them the credit for a brilliant season. Steve, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions. See ya. So now to the OBD SFL section with Jamie. Jamie, 
it's familiar, very familiar for us and an extra day's bank holiday, but we're still recording at the same time as usual. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, happy Easter to all the Selk family and friends. If you celebrate um, it and if you don't, just... If you don't, then just eat chocolate. When it's just, just be glad for the days yeah. off. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, like 90% of people who are celebrating Easter. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> no one. yeah, but it's been, it's been nice, nice weather yeah. as well. So, And plenty of football to talk about yesterday. Uh, it was nice weather yesterday. Let's get straight into the games from the OBDSFL, as I say, from yesterday, Sunday, the 17th of April. Uh, Kamazi Strikers played the wall. The wall coming out 1-0 winners. The wall seemingly have, having the better of Kamazi on several occasions um, this season. Was it one cup game they beat the wall? No? Paul Picard? Kamazi? Uh... No, because the Wall are in the final. So Yeah, no, they didn't. Definitely not. Um, they may have beaten them at some point, but yeah, the Wall certainly got the upper hand yesterday. 1-0 uh, to the Wall. Um, they've had a great season. Great debut season in the senior division, Jamie. I think uh, apart from the top two, they they probably come out with the most credit as a as a promoted team. Pretty much. I mean, they're still even high. They're even as high as third, aren't they? So they, um, they could definitely be, be finding themselves in the top three. Yeah. Good season for the Wall. Well done, lads. Uh, I love the other game in the senior. A bit of a, sh- a shock result, perhaps. Uh, we were expecting Bickley to to win this one. I must say they lost two one to Rockasini as Rockasini's impressive impressive season continues in the senior division. Uh, they'll be looking to get more and more of these wins to finish as high as they possibly can in the table. Well done to Rocker, uh, avenging that cup defeat recently uh, that went to extra time against Bickley. Uh, that would have felt sweet for them yesterday. Uh, in the Prem Division, Hacienda 4, uh, South London Panthers 1. Uh, Jamie, I think the, the, the South London Panthers gaffer Matt's um, tweet yesterday after this game saying the inconsistencies has killed them this season and I think that's, that, that is the, the tale of their story. Hacienda uh, couldn't buy a win in recent weeks. 4-1 winners over the Panthers. Um, Matt saying, if we were consistent, uh, we'd be so we we feel that like they'd be uh, up the top half of the table, and and that is that seems to be their season in a nutshell. Yeah, they would be, but I mean, we I think we all expected Panthers to win that, didn't we? Um, yeah. So for so yeah, it's a great result for Hacienda, but yeah, more disappointment for Panthers after some good results. Absolutely, um, but they'll keep playing every week as they do. Uh, proud, a proud man is Matt about his club. He won't go down without a fight. Uh, in the Prem Division, more games. Father Reserves lose five-two to Beckenham Rovers. Talking about not going down without a fight. Uh, Beckenham Rovers the last few weeks, Jamie, with a few good wins. It seems I know their opponents around the relegation zone have won two, so they haven't had many. They haven't managed to make any ground up on anyone. But that's a big win for them. Yeah, surprising, but the, the big scoreline. But um, I think they got a good result over the last couple of weeks and that's them obviously starting to build on it um, but yeah they're still light at the end of the tunnel for them Absolutely they'll be fighting all the way to the end LSC drew one all with MSL this week so that means that uh, Beckenham Rovers have made up ground uh, on their adversaries at the bottom of the table um, a friendly rivalry that one good good blokes both teams it seems um, but yeah Beckenham Rovers clawing back a couple of points this week good luck lads Um Sports King All-Stars and Saha, two teams sitting at the top of the table. Uh, Sports King All-Stars, uh, Jamie, getting the win, 1-0 to them. Uh, they said it was a good, it was a professional performance. They got the job done. Um, God, that's one hand on the trophy for, for the Sports King boys. What do you think? 
Um, I agree. Um, one now it doesn't matter how you get over the line those three points and those big title deciding games are all that matters um, and they've managed to do that so yeah I think you're right I think they're closing in on it now Absolutely and Zaha uh, more than respectful uh, with their response on social media to to uh, Sports King's tweet but they just got the job done uh, Zaha said the better team won and that they play again uh, midweek towards the end of May I believe Uh at VCD, something like that. Um, so they, they'll fight again, these two. Uh, but it looks like a nice little rivalry going. These two potentially both uh, will be playing uh, senior football next season. Ground Hoppers will still have something to say in that. They didn't play yesterday. Uh, in Division 1, Hatcham Royals 3, Club Langley 1. Uh, Hatcham Royals gaffer saying that Club Langley are promotion um, rivals. Uh, so acknowledging what they a great... <laughs> what a great season, acknowledging the great season that Club Langley have had. 3-1 to Hatcham Royals, showing the class, uh, maybe a bit of age coming into it. No disrespect to the Club Langley boys, as I've said before, Jamie. A lot of the faces you've seen playing for them for years and years. Uh, Hatcham Royals, we know what an explosive, talented team they are. It looks looks like a semi-comfortable day for them. It does, yeah. I mean, Langley, obviously, we know their ongoing story. They, they don't really want to get promoted, but I'm sure... They gave as good as they got yesterday, just on the wrong end of the result by a better team in the end of the day. As silly as this may sound, you don't get beaten 3-1 by Hatcham Royals if you just throw the game, you get spanked. And the, exactly. clearly clearly, there's been some, there's been a good game there yesterday. Um, but yeah, Hatcham Royals turning the screw now for promotion uh, to the Prem Division next season. More First Division games, West Wickham nil, uh, Royal Southwark 3 uh, finally, some form from um, from Royal Southwark that we we expected against Topside um, at the beginning of the day, at least yesterday. Um, West Wickham uh, on the back of um, a new seeing West Wickham play from in the new Hatton Beckenham Manor video. Uh, lots of familiar faces from Essie Dons and uh, Craven Park of, of years gone by. So West Wickham, we can see where their uh, improvements have come from. Uh, but Royal Southwark doing a job. They're the wins that we expect Royal Southwark to get, Jamie, aren't they? They are. But even that against West Wickham's a pretty good result. It's a fantastic eye. result. Um, that that's also West Wickham's last league game of the season. Um, so they've now only got the, I say only got the cup final to look forward to. But um, so they are now sitting waiting on seeing what other teams do in terms of their promotion. Yeah. Um, they were obviously would have liked to have kind of sealed it within their own through their own games in their own hands but it's not the case so um, I've, yeah I've been there every few weeks I think for them on the league side of things but they've obviously got that cup final to look forward to so yeah if they do miss out on promotion it's still probably going down as a good season for them Absolutely great season for West Wickham being promoted from Division 2 sitting around the top of the table all season uh, you can't punish I mean it sounds weird but you can't really punish them for getting their games played they got their games done by the 18th of April which is fantastic after the last two years a cup mm. final win waiting fingers crossed for the West Wickham boys for um, a promotion be it first second or third place in Division 1 uh, but the likes of Sydenham uh, Royal Southwark uh, Club Langley and Hatcham Royals will all be uh, chasing them down. There's some good, that's a great league, uh, Division 1. Uh, good luck to everyone in that one. In Division 2, uh, a double banker didn't get played, sadly. Uh, Westrum unable to put a team out against LSU Lions. Uh, Jamie, a team that you probably didn't need to get six points uh, this weekend, got six points. Uh, I, I mean, that's a, a control on it, so it's, there's no point in 
making a fuss or complaining about it as what it is. They've obviously got the reason. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that, that games aren't getting settled on the pitch. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, especially after Westrum's uh, tough few few weeks. I mean, I, w- I would be surprised. I'm surprised if they kicked a ball again, the traumatic things they've been through uh, this season. I mean, kick a ball again this season. Uh, maybe they won't go again. Who knows? No, uh, good no luck. I mean, they won last week, didn't they? Lorpington. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the, the cup semi-final on Thursday to look forward to. So, um, yeah, so obviously just a, a week where they weren't able to fulfil it, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, DC Football getting a three-all draw uh, against Broccoli. Uh, Lee said about that, the better. Hayden Youth drawing mm-hmm. one-all with Alpington. Uh, two teams that needed to get wins this weekend, Jamie, uh, to capitalise on on uh, slip-ups by the promotion boys. Uh, didn't happen for Hayden or Alpington this week. No, I mean, I think I probably would have fancied Hayden to win that. Um, and given that they were, they'd find themselves in third spot and and about the promotion race, I thought they'd maybe give them a bit of impetus and push push on and go and secure it. But Orpins in a very good side, so um, yeah, no surprise to see three draws and a narrow one goal win in Division Two because we keep saying obviously how tight it is. Yeah, uh, we'll save your one till last. Uh, Phoenix Sports two capitalising uh, on a on a bad day for Manorwood. It seems two one to Phoenix Sports two. They're the benefactors from. From these series of draws yesterday, they get among they put themselves back amongst uh, the top pack now. Jamie staying close yeah. uh, and on the shoulder. I think that got me. I'm I'm a, I'm a few weeks behind with the old predictions, but I'm sure I got five points on that. So I'm gonna get my finger out and get that up to speed tomorrow. But um, <laughs> yeah, big big win for Phoenix, especially as you said with with Bozzi. I think they've finished their league games now, or more or less finished them. And New Beckham have got quite a lot of football still to play, so. It was important that Phoenix picked up those three points if they want to keep pushing with Hayden for the third spot. Yeah, we'll get on to uh, New Beckenham now. The, this I've called this the league that no one wants to win. Uh, and it does seem that way, Jamie. Two all, New Beckenham, uh, Greenwich Mariners. Mariners picking up another good point against the top side. What is going on? Well done. Well, I mean, I mean you could look at it two ways. We should have and could have won it given the position we were in. We're two and up with 10 minutes to go. Oh, Jamie! But then, I mean, they had a lot of chances. Baz an absolute world then goal for us. Um, uh, yeah, and they, they passed up a lot of good chances. But then, of course, deflect the free kick deflects twice and goes in past them for 2-1. And then I think there's a long throw that the boys headed on his shoulder and that's going in oh. um, five minutes later. And we did have a couple of chances to, to try and nick it. Um, but I can't complain about anything. We played a top side. Um, the boys were superb. We tried to play a lot of football. We um, worked on some stuff in training during the week and I changed the team about to kind of go away who was there. Uh, so we didn't even really go with our strongest 11, you could argue. Um, but it, yeah, two and up, boys were superb, battling away. I think maybe you beckon them were a bit upset with some of the, the refereeing calls, but again, that's out of our control. Um, we just play what's in front of us. But yeah, it's disappointing to have another lead slip. I mean, that half time. Uh, league trophy would have been sewn up long ago. Do you know what I mean? The amount of times we've, we've <laughs> yeah. been ahead. If somebody can just get me a trophy and cut it in half, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> but no, I can't fault the boys. I mean, as you say, New Beckham are the top side. We've gone, we've got a point off them. Could have been three on another day if, if we maybe just get that bit of luck with the deflection of the first goal and stuff. But 
Um, I mean, our first goal was an own goal as well, so we got a slice up there. So okay, I can't argue; it's a good game, um, and I'm pretty pleased overall with, with what the boys showed. Nice one. Uh, these good points that you're getting against the top sides need to be reflected in the teams uh, around you. Uh, how many more games have you got left to play now? Five. So we got LSU, double banker against Hazlehurst, Westerham, and Orpington. Fucking no, they are all that double banker is a massive game, isn't it? Uh, that's the last one on the 29th of May, so we'll see where we are going into that. That is absolutely quality. That That's worked out that way. All teams uh, you've either beaten or, or around you as well. So interesting season left for uh, Greenwich Mariners. No dead rubbers uh, left when, in when the season. they play for either, yeah. mathematically and also pride and looking towards next season. So yeah, yeah we, we got a lot of still to offer to the league, that's for sure. Definitely. Good luck with all them games, mate. Uh, in Division 3, Italia Westills 3, FC Deptford 1 uh, and FC Deptford 2, Italia Westills 3. A good win for the Westills. Six points for the boys. Always pleased to see um, wins for Italia Westills. One of those clubs we should all look up to in High Revere, <coughs> uh, along with the likes of Kenny, uh, Kennywell and, and all those teams uh, in the OBDSFL that have been around a long time. Uh, Westills have been doing it longer than most uh, so respect to you guys in Division 3 the title chasers Action Beckenham Manor destroying the Warren uh, 5-1 it looks like they're on their uh, league title bus must be getting booked up already Jamie yeah I think John's getting it painted in his back garden as we speak <laughs> yeah big enough probably <laughs> uh, in the third division some more games Old Langlians 1 Belmont Athletic 2 uh, what I must say, I did, I was on the line for Hatch and Beckenham Manor against Belmont Athletic the other night in the Vic Farrow Cup Thursday night. Uh, what a fantastic game of football. Hatch and Beckenham Manor coming out 4-1 uh, winners, I believe, 4-2 winners, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head now. It seems so long ago after Easter weekend. Uh, but Belmont were in the game for the first 20 minutes. Really made it tough uh, for Hatch and Beckenham Manor. Uh, seeing Belmont again this season, they really are. Uh, a good side. So that's a good win for them against Old Langlians yesterday. Uh, Tudor, Tudor Sports Rangers win 1-0 against Woosh. Jamie, that one makes a result of the week. Woosh's title challenge seems to be faltering it or, or almost over. It's gone, I think. And a, a promotion may well still be more than achievable for them, but at title aspirations are gone. Um, Tudor Sports have struggled most of the season I think maybe picked up a result or two recently yeah. but other than that they've, they've really toiled as I like to say for the whole season so yeah. that's a fantastic result for them Yeah well done to the sports it has to be said they noticeably picked up form uh, in the last couple of months but Woosh at the same time seems to be seems to be gone for them uh, so unlucky to Woosh and your maiden season in Division in Division 3 of the OBD SFL uh, nothing wrong with finding your feet uh, knowing what you're, knowing what's around you, and going again next season, though for a new team, uh, Tudor Sports Rangers won't care one bit. One nil to them. Well done, boys. In Division Four, uh, FC United of Bromley one all against uh, the impressive Ministry of Ball. Uh, Crayway win five nil. Jamie against Phoenix Sports Four. Uh, Phoenix Sports Four, another team who seem to be struggling a little bit lately. Crayway uh, putting that loss against uh, Crayford Arrows behind them recently. Uh, two good wins for them on the bounce. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've, kind of when we've been talking about Crayway, we were saying maybe not scoring a lot of goals, but I mean, that's an excellent result yesterday against Phoenix. Although they have been struggling, still a good side in that division. 
Um, so for Craig to go and put five past them and keep a clean sheet, it's a perfect response for them. Yeah, well done, boys. Uh, Hawksbrook Wanderers lose 6-4 to East Wickham Wanderers. Uh, the Ministry of Ball and FC United of Bromley game was a double banker. Nil-nil and one-all for them two games in a double banker. Uh, strange thing, strange to see that uh, two low scoring draws like that in a double banker must have been good, good close contest. Inter Milan six, Broccoli reserves three in Division Four. Uh, no keepers in Division Four yesterday. No keepers in Division Four yesterday. How many goals is that? Let's count them up if we quickly can. Two, seven, 24. 17. Bloody hell. Well done, boys. Exciting. Who says the lower divisions in Sunday League football aren't exciting? Uh, idiots that's who division five Kingsdale win five nil against Bexley Athletic Bexley Athletic's uh, transition over from Westford to the ABDSFL uh, hasn't been enjoyable in terms of results for them uh, but I, I think maybe they're just a group of mates who play football together on a Sunday morning uh, results may not be there uh, the, the pinnacle of their thoughts when they play. Uh, Petswood Road Runners lose 6-1 to Hayes and Pickers, getting their customary plus five win. Yeah, mixing so, up a little bit this week. Let one in, but we'll score another one. <laughs> Keeping it spicy. Good bunch of guys as well, I heard from uh, one of the referees on uh, Thursday night. I was, we was out as a three and saying out what a nice bunch of lads the Hayes and Pickers guys were after their cup win against Phoenix Sports 4. Uh, so Hazen Pickers having a really good debut season. One of the teams to keep your eyes open for, I, I would imagine, over the next few seasons. Yeah. SE Ballers lose 6-1 to Shortland Spitfires, Jamie. Uh, and just to compound the misery even further, the Bexley Athletic, Kingsdale. The first game ended 2-0. The second game was 5-0. Minus seven goal difference for Bexley Athletic on the day, plus six points for Kingsdale. Uh, yeah, not great for a kind of tricky form for Bexley in the league, but um, Kingsdale taking full advantage. Obviously, we know they're fond of the odd off day as well, but clearly they were on it yesterday. Absolutely. Well done to Kingsdale. Well done to all the teams there. Great day of football yesterday. Uh, Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with John White. Next up is Graham and the Southern Sunday. Graham, not much football to uh, talk about this weekend. Luckily, I think, probably for your, uh, well, your referees probably didn't have a week off, but the, the committee had a quiet week to deal with this week. Just the two games in the last seven days for uh, the Southern Sunday. It must have been bliss. Oh, do you know what? It has been absolutely lovely. I can honestly say to you that uh, Friday, Saturday, and sort of Sunday until lunchtime, I didn't even open my laptop, Andrew. I didn't check any emails. There was no sort of WhatsApps. There was nothing. It was really quiet. We've had really lovely weather. I feel all recharged now and ready for the for the final sort of six weeks push just to get this season over the line. So, yeah, I think we all just need that little dip out now and again. And whilst it is a bit frustrating because we're short of pitches, we could have done with some more games being played. I understand, you know, that we didn't get much of an Easter last year, did we? So um, it was nice weather. You know, no. there's other things going on in life. So I'm not going to be too hard on them. No, and I did notice a lot of um, support in areas of Crystal Palace and Chelsea. A lot of teams from in and around those areas did not play football this weekend. So I think a lot of, a lot of players are unavailable. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, but yeah. 
Uh, they all went to that go and watch that boring. They all went to go and watch that boring cup semi final on uh, Sunday afternoon. What a terrible game that was! It was pretty bad, wasn't it? I Chelsea, think Chelsea it was just great. seemed to Chelsea just seemed to turn it on for five minutes in the second half and, and won the game. Yeah, I think they tried to coast it, and you know there was a lot of credit that was being given to Palace at half time. You know how well that they played. I didn't think that was a really fair reflection. I mean, they just created zero. You know the fair the flair players Eze and Zahar didn't really do too much or contribute i mean no. Zaha spends more time on the floor than he does up i mean I just yeah i noticed that it really i noticed that he was throwing himself all over the place talking about choking at the last minute by the way graham fulham what is going on do they oh, want to win dear. it oh my goodness me i'm starting to get twitchy now i'm starting to get twitchy <laughs> so we've got the um we've got chance number two tonight against preston so fingers crossed and if not we're going to bournemouth on saturday afternoon so uh that really, that will be a winner takes all that one. But um, it's funny football at this time of the season at any level, wouldn't it? I mean, we've seen it in the in the grassroots where teams have got opportunities to get points to get over the line or win championships or get promotions. And for whatever reason, just results and pressure, it just does things to you, doesn't it? But yeah, Derby, you know, they played well on Friday. They deserve to win, but um, it soon caught up with them yesterday. They were obviously relegated, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's knackered I think it's fair to say everyone at professional level is reached reaching that point of tiredness and, and it's mental fatigue, exhaustion it? it's, it's fatigue and I think if just something just doesn't quite go right for you and I saw this in the West Brom game up at Forest uh, last night you know once one or two things start to go against you you know you really it, it becomes and it builds up and it becomes to be quite a big thing and and in the end you know they took a 4-0 pasting but uh, they weren't very happy with the referee last night I know that much uh, everyone's tired, even us at Sunday League we uh, level. We're all we're all willing this um, this uh, this end to the season in the best possible way. Hopefully, we'll get a pre-season uh, break this year because seem to be finishing the season and starting friendlies basically after a week or so uh, last summer because of the COVID breaks. And uh, yeah, just the pitches now uh, for the next six weeks are going to be absolutely awful uh, oh, and dry and bad. terrible. They are bad and, and it's no matter where you go at the moment, whether it's a council pitch, if there's one up or it's a private pitch. And I see that you've um, had another little pop at the Theatre of Screams, I think, yeah. over the weekend, Andrew. Um, it's not difficult, is it, to get a hose pipe out? There's no ban. There's no shortage of water. If Just, you're happy you know, to charge 170 quid for a pitch, on. mate, you've got to water the pitch. Bare minimum. That, that's the bare minimum. Paint the lines, cut the grass and water it. That's the bare that's minimum that you have to do. Want. That's all people want. And actually, do you know what? They're not doing themselves any favours by not watering it, bearing in mind, you know, that that would make a big difference in terms of their renovations if they do any over the summer. Which a they won't, so they don't a, care. Well, exactly. But a pitch is going to be in a lot better nick by August if you're watering it at this point while you've yeah. got the sunshine as it is. That is, it doesn't cost you anything to water a pitch, does it? How, 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 are, how are councils and private places perhaps going to justify putting their prices up by saying, oh, you know, increased costs? Increased costs are what? Because a cost of doing nothing is nothing. So what well, are the increase? We've got a thing with Wandsworth Council at the moment. So they've taken their posts down. This is the earliest in the 13 years that I've been involved in the Southern Sunday that they've taken their posts and they're taking them down before Easter. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. We've still got so many games to play. There's been so many games called off because of COVID and bad weather. Where are we supposed to get these games played? And they're like, you know, you've been moaning for however many years about the state and quality of the pitches. We're finally going to do something about it. So I said, 
well, I'm kind of your link between you and the clubs. If I'm not reassured, I'm giving the clubs information, they're not going to be reassured. I want you to tell me specifically what it is that you are going to do to these pitches, what pitches and where. And you just get no answer back yeah. other than renovation work is supposed to start soon. There's a new contractor that's been appointed. I've heard all this before. Yeah. I've heard it all before. Help us out here. People actually, Andrew, to be honest, would find the money or wouldn't mind investing a little bit more money if they knew they were getting something yep. for it. Yeah, but they're not. And we ask all the new teams, you know, when they're coming up for interview, we ask the existing teams. You've asked them on your podcast. It's one of your questions when teams are coming to be interviewed. What would you like to see improved in grassroots football? What is it? Nine times out of 10, they say yeah. pitches. Yeah. It's not, the, it's, it's, not, it's not the cost of the pitches. It's the value for money that the, the teams feel like they're not getting. So if you're paying £100 for a pitch, teams will pay £100 for a pitch to have an average pitch, flat average pitch that's not bouncy, that's not bobbly, should I say, and the, the grass is cut and it's been watered. That's all the teams want. Yeah. They don't really care about crap changing rooms. They don't really care. They got used to do, getting changed pit side during okay. the whole COVID thing. We haven't really settled back into having changing rooms every week yet, which is strange, the season on. No, they I mean, people have a knock at Clapham Common, Andrew. You know, we have nine Southern Sunday games there every Sunday morning and probably two or three in the afternoon. Those pitches at a concessionary rate are 35 five pound each they've got to be the cheapest pitches in the whole of london um and you know what they're inevitably the drainage is good there they're inevitably on more weeks than they're not yeah. all right the lines aren't great the pitches aren't great but you know what you get a game of football on it and for 35 quid you know you really are what you're but, playing for but it's 35 quid exactly and it doesn't pretend to be anything else that's what i was trying exactly. to say over uh, over this way in South East London, we've got Mottingham playing fields, for instance, which people say is crap, which, and it's not the best, but it doesn't pretend to be anything else but an entry-level basic pitch where you can go and play a game of football. You have to put your own nets up. You have to put your own flags up, but they're paying 80 quid for a pitch. They're not paying 170 quid or whatever it is to play on the on the show pitch at the Theatre of Screams. Um, I don't bother giving it, giving it, its name anymore it's right next to a hospital so i call it the theater of screams the i mean they, to call it a show pitch is something i mean i did see this uh on there that you know the, there were people questioning the uh the london fa playing their finals and actually what they were charging people as well i mean it was astonishing wasn't it really it was let's not get into the london fa playing their sunday <laughs> playing their playing the prem cup on on sunday at quarter to eight kickoff this year graham what fantastic idea was that I've not. Uh, so I was going to ask somebody. I've not seen anything in terms of advertising about when the dates are or the kickoff times for any of the finals. So this is this Quarter is a revelation for me. Quarter to eight on a Sunday. Five kickoff on yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. I I've, I have no words to that really. To be honest, I've no words. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Southern Sunday. Thank you to yeah, everyone. Let's talk about a proper organisation. <laughs> let's talk about the two games that happened, and then we're going to run through the cup program where we are. Graham's going to take the lead um, on the cup stuff. He's the, oh, he's the man, about that. He's the man in the know. Uh, right. Two games were played in the last seven days. We have to give a shout out to this one. Last Wednesday, uh, Swag welcomed Albion uh, to Dulwich Sports uh, for a midweek game uh, and 4-2 to the Albion. After the big talk up, we gave them about keeping going, having some pride in the history of the club. Uh, midweek game, perhaps, uh, a leveller for the two teams. Swag unable to uh, 
to get a result that they much needed, Graham, to carry on their their charge for the Premiership, the Prem title. Albion fighting for their lives, four two to Albion, Graham. What a result! Yeah, let's. I, I like the way that you sort of paraphrase that. Let's give all the credit to Albion, Andrew, because you know people inevitably um, are going to look at that and go, "Oh well, it's all about swag," and you know we're going to focus on the top and how that affects the title race. And of course, you know we'll talk about that in a second. But I think it is only right that you start to talk about the um, the team that that got the result out. And we've been challenging Albion, haven't we, for a number of weeks and months. You know, the games are running out, the games are running out. You know, they're going to need to go and get a result from somewhere. It doesn't look like they're going to get it. And then right out of the top draw, they come up with, well, one of the most unexpected results. And there's no disrespect to Albion, you know, on, on current form. Um, but what a win that is. I mean, they've given themselves a chance. They've given they themselves have. a chance. Um, I, I'm not sure what sort of team or what sort of squad that they got out. But I, I think you made the point on Twitter their gaffer will be wanting more midweek fixtures if that's the um, the way that they're pulling out the results. I mean, honest, honestly, I mean, in the context of the season, that's a ginormous result. Um, looking at the goal difference, it's not favourable for them. No, no. It probably doesn't look like it's going to be enough. And I still think probably, I reckon they're going to have to get four points at least from their last two remaining games. Yeah. Whether they can do that, um, time will tell. But if they can't and they still end up going down, they can go down at least fighting, head yep. held high, and they've given it a good go and they've taken it right till the end. You can't ask for any more than that, can you? Absolutely not. Their last two games are Ballam, who currently sit third, uh, actually looking like uh, front runners, you have to say, for the title. Now, yep. Ballam, they've got a point more than Swag, who have got a lot of games to play. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what happens with that one? Let's just have a look at this league table. Clapham Rovers second with two games, uh, two games behind Putney. Uh, that would put them on 28 uh, with 14 played. Ballum, if they win there, those four games would be on 30. Uh, and Swag would be on 29 if they win all their games close, in hand. Very close. So all Very of close a sudden, indeed. you know, what you've got is it, it looked like Putney were really running away with it, but actually it's now not in their hands. No. And you've got Putney in the mix, you've got Clapham in the mix, you've got Ballum in the mix, and you've got Swag in the mix, yep. all with one or two points separating four teams. So, I mean, this is going to run and run this right until the end of May. So, um, yeah, tune in, folks. You've got another five or six weeks of uncertainty with everybody beating everybody in the division that I said right at the beginning that nobody wants to win. And I think that's how it's planned out, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Albion at the bottom, as I say, with Ballum and uh, Swag left to play. So Swag will be looking to avenge uh, that defeat. Uh, yeah. Both of Albion's games, uh, oh, they're pretty spread out. They don't play now until the beginning of May. Uh, and then at the end of May, so maybe we'll see the Albion boys looking to keep that momentum going with some friendlies. Uh, let's keep well, what an eye I'm out hoping, Andrew, is you know we've scheduled the fixtures right up until the end of May. What I'm hoping is that you know the light's going to be getting a bit better. I'm hoping that some of the teams are able to bring the fixtures forward, and the earlier that we can get the season finished, then the better. That's what I'm hoping. But um, that's a challenge, and that's over to the teams. Uh, let's see what happens this Sunday. There was a big game uh, in the. Tony Eldridge Championship. Uh, Cosmos needed a win against lowly uh, South London Giants. It has to be said, Co uh, Cosmos this season, uh, their form has been pretty good. Uh, they needed a win to be able to stay, no, not stay in the in the promotion fight, but it was, uh, Lazio were waiting for this result, weren't they? 
Is that oh, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's Lazio have already had one chance to to go up, and they've blown it. Um, they did a Fulham, as you alluded to earlier on. Yeah. Um, and and Cosmos, you know, had they won this game and won the game that's coming on Sunday, you know, they're right up here with the chance of going up themselves. But but what they've done by that result is they've made what was a three horse race now to a two horse race, and. Uh, you know, they still have a, a chance to kind of decide the destiny about whether it will be Bath or whether it will be Lazio. But for them, in the end, to have finished fifth place in that division from where they were, um, well, I mean, they've taken their eye off the ball. They're obviously in the, the final of the Frank Blunston, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. But, you know, there's one team there that I think you have to give a lot of credit to for a top four finish, and that's Weesheaf. What, what a great end to the season. Who thought they would ever finish above Cosmos? That never looked possible right through the whole season. No, they've been great. And as I didn't even read the result out there. Cosmos losing 2-1 to South London Giants, who were safe from relegation anyway. Uh, but Cosmos needed to win that one to then... Ha- they would have been on uh, 22 points, which would have meant a win for them against Lazio. Would have seen them promoted uh, in second place, Graham. But yeah, Cosmos have fluffed it, which means Lazio need... It looks like a win on goal difference. They're, a a draw is not going to be good enough. Uh, so yep. a win for Lazio only, and they will finish second over Bath Old Boys United, who have had a good season as well. They'll be absolutely gutted not to go up after the run of form. Well, uh, the Bath Boys. I wonder whether they'll be in attendance at that game on Sunday. I mean, they'll be absolutely hoping that Cosmos can do the business in terms of a uh, in terms of a result. Um, I mean, even a draw would do it for Bath. They would go up on goal difference. So. Yeah, well, well done to um, all the teams in a, what is a short division, um, and obviously Sporting Continental are the runaway leaders. Well done for keeping it honest and interesting. It's gone yeah. right to the last game, which is what we want to see. Yeah, brilliant, and well done to the fixtures secretary for doing their job on scheduling the games. Never uh, heard of him. Never <laughs> heard of him. <laughs> right, so thank you to all the teams. Uh, that's all the games we we had to talk about uh, from the summer Sunday in the last seven days. We do have our normal. Uh, program of games for next week in the second section where we will predict the games with Dan. Sadly, no Hugo this week. Um, so we're going to uh, just go with Dan and he has had his fantastic puns. They are back. They are back. So uh, it's good to have him are back. You putting, is that some sort of disclaimer that you're putting on it um, just to give people the option of kind of getting their medication <laughs> ready? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, yeah, have a stiff drink before you listen to the second section. You'll probably find his puns a bit funnier if you've had uh, a shot of whiskey or something just to <laughs> just to start the process. Right, Graham, this is the cup. Let's talk about the cups of the Southern Sunday so far. Uh, where we are, where, what's left to play, uh, and which finals and dates have we got uh, in the diary? Right. So, yeah, really exciting cup final programme ahead of us. Um, cup finals is something that, that we're quite well known for and quite well respected for as a league. So um, we're, we're delighted that we've managed to get five of the seven cup finals so far decided, of which we've got dates and sort of times and venues for all of those. Yep. So I'll kind of start with, with date order, really, Andrew. And um, our cup is up first, actually. Ours is up first. Um, so that's the Silk Silk podcast, Graham Robber Shield, which is, you know, they normally save the best till last, but we're going to play the best first, yep. of course. Yep. Um, so that's on the 4th of May, Wednesday the 4th of May, and that's a half seven kickoff over at Imbacal at the Met Police Ground. Now, that is something which, you know, is going to be a real good addition, I think, to the league this year. It's um, 
it's costly, but it's a fantastic venue for anybody that's been there. And um, the pitch is very similar to what it is at sort of Beckenham Town, which is you okay. Know, yeah, yeah. So the, the clubs are not going to have any complaint in terms of um, not being able to play football on it. Um, our two cup finalists for that, we've got Newlands. Yep. who were last year's beaten finalists against Painters Community. They'll want to go one better this year against AFC Bluebirds, who have just survived um, in their division, um, and they're through to a cup final for the first ever time. So um, first one up, uh, Newlands against Bluebirds. So um, that, that could be quite a, an interesting game. It's um, going to be a great final. It's going to be my... F- I'll be there. I'm going to be there and uh, watch this one because... Uh, I'd like to come over and meet you You guys. We've never actually met in person, so it'll be nice to come and watch a game with you and meet Mark and obviously meet the team. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah, no, I think so. I think it's um, Newland's definitely going to want to go one better than last year and they've still got a lot of league games to play. So, um, Bluebirds, it'll be difficult for them with a limited amount of football that they're going to play prior to that final. But, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And there is something about the... Um, under the lights midweek as well, Andrew. I think that's a, a good factor for a Sunday league player. A to get to a cup final and then B under lights for the second half. Oh, it's the best. A, it's the best. Even it's good, to, isn't it? it's a good feeling. Even to referee uh, midweek uh, under lights. I'm doing it. I've got a game tonight as at the time of recording, and it's just it's. Um, I say it's just. It's a Division Six Westford game, but just un- think about night games under the lights. Uh, if you had it as a, the sort of uh, the bit of a cup fixture into it and a cup final even better uh it's the best it's the best experience for everyone best game experience ever i agree i remember the first time i refereed under lights you do get that buzz and you get that adrenaline and it's just a bit special i think Mm. so um yeah rest up during the day and get the afternoon off of work if you can though that's what i I would always say yeah have a good have a have a nice have a nice lunch rest yourself in the afternoon Maybe get some stretches and all that done in the afternoon and you'll feel great and for an evening game. Agreed. So that that parks the first one. So the second one we go on to then, that's the following night. So um, there's a theme here. It's three nights in a row. We're going to all be very busy in the committee after um, some hard days at work. So on the 5th, that's the first day, we're going to play the new cup. That's the Dylan Rigobert Trophy. So you'll remember that last year we played that final as a extra competition um, for the teams that were out of the cup competitions because the season was cut short um, for COVID. So that final is going to be played in its own right as the Division 9 or League 9, League 10 Cup. And that's an interesting game. That's Thursday, the 5th of May, 7.30, also at, at Met Police. That's between Brick Sustain and St Andrews. Now, we know Brick Sustain have had a really, really good debut season um, in the league and they've had a really good cup run. Um, they beat Borussia Battersea, didn't they, in the semi-final after extra time um, to get to the final. Um, but they've come against probably the opponents who are their least probably picked opponents who are really smashing everybody at the moment, including yeah. Premier teams. They're playing St Andrews. Um, St Andrews have got the chance to do the the sort of treble, both the Divisional Cup and the Marcus Lipton Cup, and obviously win their division as well. So, um I mean, who knows for a cup final? Who knows about availability for, for midweek? And, you know, there's lots of different factors. And we know yeah. that St Andrews have played different players in the cup competitions from the league competitions. We know that. So which St Andrews are we going to get? Um, who knows? But you would think it would be all guns blazing, wouldn't you, for a cup final? Absolutely. The only the only problem, I think, comes into it with teams that do maybe have a, a slight um, spattering of 
um, semi-professional players, if players are touching step six, step five, step four uh, with their Saturday teams, this time of year is still quite busy uh, for that level of player. So I'm not suggesting St Andrews do have semi-pro players, but sometimes you do see an odd midweek result for teams like that do have that level of player in because yeah. the players just aren't available. Let's I think you're happens. right. I, I think a lot of leagues, I think at step four and step five, I think are playing the last league games, I think this weekend. And then obviously then the following week, we, you know, we're talking about sort of playoff semifinals and playoff finals. So yeah. it is a, it is a tricky, tricky period for anybody that's sort of playing at step four, step five, sort of semi-pro level about, um, you know, do you prioritise your end of season playoff games or do you play in a Sunday League Cup final with your mates? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Mm. If they have to make a choice, yeah, definitely. And sometimes uh, clubs, although then the players aren't on a contract of any sort, uh, the clubs do sort of have a word and say, can you not play Sundays to, to maintain uh, fitness and uh, freshness? So, yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see. And then we move then on to Friday night. And I think Friday night games, I think, are always very special. We like yep. Friday night games. Yep. There is something about the fact that you don't have to get up the next day. That's always um, always <laughs> good. And people like a bit of a drink on a Friday night after yep. a, a hard week at work. So uh, with that one um, in mind, we've got the Frank Blunston final. That's Friday the 6th of May, 7.30, also at the Met Police. And this is the uh, Premier Division and Championship Division Cup. Um, with no Premier Division representation, it's Sporting Continental against Cosmos United um, who are going to um, contest that one. Um, so Cosmos United, you know, we're, as we're saying, now finished mid-table in the Championship, yep. do seem to have taken their eye off the ball a little bit, um, and the focus has gone towards the, um, the the Cup competition. And we know what a good side Sporting are. Um, they're going to want to go one better uh, this year in, in, in one of the Cups and they are going to want to win that Frank Blunston. Um, again, you know, Sporting have been there before, haven't they? They've got the experience. They've been in uh, Cup Finals. They've been in London Cup Finals. Cosmos not really had that experience with the Southern Sunday or in the London Cup. Will that experience come into play? Um be interesting. I think it'll be a well-supported and well-watched final. I mean, we know that Sporting Continental have got a good presence on social media, you know, with their YouTube recording and, and filming. And I think there'll be a lot of neutrals, Andrew, over to see that one, to be honest, just to see how uh, Sporting Continental get, get on. But um, Cosmos will bring a big crowd to that as well. But uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to that one. Um, two teams from the Championship going at it. Yeah, that would be a really good final. Big, uh, big scorelines between two of them. Uh, an eight-one Sporting Continental win uh, earlier in the season. Uh, a three-all draw uh, between the two. Uh, the last game played. So, obviously, that was during Cosmos's good run of form. Yeah. Uh, Sporting Continental not playing much football between uh, now and then. And that's uh, difficult. That is very difficult. difficult. Very difficult. They've, this is their next game, on, the, as you said, on the 6th of May. They haven't kicked a ball since the 4th of April. So that'll be a full month that yeah. they uh, haven't played any football to then have to lift themselves for a cup final. I'm sure they'll be able to do it. Um, but you, you shouldn't be playing football if you can't lift yourself for a cup final. But definitely that continuity and that familiarity of, of, of playing with, with, the, with your mates in uh, week in and out. Uh, in a cup final, definitely easier if you've played regular football. So maybe that will be a leveller. Uh, I look forward to see that one. 
Yeah, it could be. I think what some of these teams are going to do probably is they'll get a friendly maybe the week before just to dust off the cobwebs and um, get that sharpness. And of course, just before then, you know, we've got another um, we've got another bank holiday, haven't we? So um, hopefully people are not eating too much or drinking too much. And <laughs> they're, they're keeping themselves reasonably sort of fit over the um, sort of bank holidays. But yeah, really good game, that one on that Friday night. So really looking forward to that. Yep. Um, so that's three down. Um, then we come to Sunday, the 8th of May, um, cup finals on a Sunday. Who'd have thought it? Um, 11 o'clock in the morning, we've got um, for the first one on that day. And this is a really, really intriguing game, I think. Two debutants to cup finals in the in the Southern Sunday. South City, um, coming from disappointment in the London Cup semi-final. Um, they've booked their place in the Brian Howard President's Cup. And they're going to play against Rosendale Sports, who beat Mondial B. Um, on penalties in the semi-final. Two teams right up there at the top of their respected divisions, but played really well in the cup competitions um, this season. Two quite young sides, quite inexperienced, but have got some really good players. I think both are going to be well supported. Um, that's, Intriguing that's game, that one as well, isn't that's it? That's a footballing, that's what I call a football game, that one. That's a football game. You know, you've got two teams that like to get the ball down and pass. Uh, they're two very well run, very well disciplined, very well organised teams. Um, I just think that's going to be a, just a, a good match, I think, to watch. I think that's going to be really interesting. I think there's going to be a, a few goals um, and we're going to get a good bit of support down, I think, for that one as well. And um, We know that South City, you know, take a, a reasonable number with them kind of on a sideline on a Sunday. Yep. And we know that Rosendale with their second team, that they're going to come over and support as well. So should be a little bit of an atmosphere, that one on the Sunday morning. And nice um, we normally play at 10.30, but we just push the kickoff time back to 11 o'clock, just a little bit longer, um, just to give people some time to get up, get coffee, get their breakfast and get their singing voice on. So uh, yep. looking forward to that one. <laughs> nice one. Um, and, and, and if you're coming to any of them, Andrew, this is a warning to you. No singing from you, please. Okay. No, 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 I'm not a singer. I'm sadly, on the 8th, on the 8th, I've got a fourth official appointment for Westfa, so I can't make it. And on the 15th... Well, I'll I did have... call them out on Twitter and said it was very inconsiderate that yeah, they showed from cup finals on the same day know. as us. I did call them out. Our, our dear, dear friends over at, <laughs> at, at Westfa. Um, and then we go to the afternoon on the 8th at 3 o'clock. Nice traditional uh, kickoff time, 3 o'clock then for the Donovan Thomas. Um, and that is Southside United against Top Deck. So um, really looking forward to that one. Um, Southside United, really, really experienced side. Had a really, really good season. Um, hit form in the Cups, I think, and, and played, you know, a really, really good semi-final um, against Hampton Terriers. And then there was Top Deck against Dara. They got, they overcame them in the um, semi-final. And that was a really tricky tie because at that point, Dara were really, really on form. Um, but Top Deck were having a really good run um, with themselves as well. So, yeah, all in all, I would say that that one is, again, that's another good footballing, footballing game. Um, Top Deck getting to a final at the first time. And I know that they were, they were desperate to get to a final, as, as a lot of the teams are, to be fair. And, you know, when we interview at the beginning, we always say, what's your aspirations? What would you like to do? You know, some come in and say, you know, we want to win every game and others say we want to win the league. But inevitably, I think most people say we, we've heard about your cups. We'd like a really good cup run and we'd like to get to a cup final. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to that one. So that's the 8th of May, three o'clock. 
Southside United against Top Deck, and that's also over at Met Police. Brilliant. And then we've got the last two that have got to be confirmed. So we've got um, the Ken Bailey Cup. So that's for our first and second division. That's League One and League Two. Mm-hmm. Selhurst book their place in the final a number of weeks ago. They've had a really good season, looking to do a uh, League and Cup double. Mm-hmm. They will play the winner this week in the semi-final of Atletico Buble or Barking Mad. So, you know, that's a, a hard game if you're Buble or Barking and you're going to be getting Sellers in the final. But Absolutely. again, you know, Sellers have got players that play on Saturday. You know, we don't know how that, that is going to affect things. Um, so looking forward to that. We don't have a date for that one yet because we don't know who's in the final. And then that one then leads to the Marcus Lipton Cup. And uh, we'll focus on this one a little bit more in the next part of the show in yep. terms of predictions. Um, but the semi-finals for those of this week, Argentina against St Andrews and then the Wimbledon Derby um, between the Wolves and the Commoners. So uh, by Sunday evening, we will know all of the seven cup finalists um, for all of the all of the finals. So, yeah. It's, it's been a long season, but, you know, we had that aspiration and that ambition, Andrew, that we wanted to deliver a full League and Cup season. And um, mm-hmm. we're well on track for that. And we're quite excited to, to be handing all these lovely cups. You can't see it because you're listening to this and, you know, you don't have the visual. But uh, cups that are on my shelf, um, well, I mean, everyone when I go on a Zoom call says, oh, what's that cup? What's that cup? There won't be any there in a few weeks. So I'll have to find something else to dust when I have to. Uh yeah, it's a tough day for Barkin or uh, their opponents if they play uh, Celeste. But uh, well done for getting the uh, Cups done by mid-April. Uh, I know you probably would have wanted it slightly earlier um, yeah, to get definitely. the dates booked in. Uh, but well done to all the teams for reaching uh, for reaching their uh, Cup finals or potential Cup finals. Let's not bother trying to predict the Marcus Lipton. That is the, the most upside-down cup uh, in in Sunday League football. We'll talk about all those games in the next section. Uh, Graham, thanks for your time. I'll see you on the other side. Cheers, mate. Last but not least today is Roger and the Quota Municipal. Uh, not many games played this weekend, Roger, has to be said, uh, due to... Uh, many reasons. I think mainly uh, Crystal Palace playing Chelsea uh, in the league seems to have affected a few of the availability uh, for teams. So let's run through the games quickly. At the end of this, we're going to catch up with where we currently stand with the uh, cup finals. Four cups to be played, four cup finals uh, to be played. Still uh, games to be decided, still in the semi-final stage with some of them. Uh, But we'll run through those. Uh, Firstly, into the Michael Donovan Premier. No football played. Uh, on Sunday this week. Uh, Addiscombe Casuals giving Spartans uh, an away win. They sort of go out. I, I don't, for me, you should you should play football. I know people wanted yep. to be at Wembley and all that stuff. Addiscombe Casuals season, uh, if you look at the league table, 12 played, only six wins. It doesn't really reflect how good a side um, that they've been this year in the, in, the, in the Prem for me, Rog. So that's a, a shame to see them go out that way. No, definitely. I think they had a poor start to the season. I think they were struggling for players um, and it took them a while to sort of find their feet. Um, but when they did, boy, did they turn up. Um, some of the results they had, I mean, that 7-2, 7-2 victory over Spartans a few weeks ago yeah. just shows that, that when, when, they, when, they, when they turn up and they're on it, then they can be a match for anyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed as well that they, they, they didn't play their game this week. Um, 
I think they would have liked to finish their league campaign on the high. But you know, they've, they've got they've got a cup final on the horizon. They've got a cup semi final as well to play. So you know, they've they've still got a lot to play for. A spot, uh, have casuals. Um, yeah, it's just a shame they couldn't finish their league campaign off against Spartans this week. Yeah, I think it's another game we all we all would have wanted to see. Uh, yep. But it is what it is, I guess. It doesn't change anything. They couldn't have changed position and Spartans no. have won the league. So congratulations to Spartans. That league table now finalised with the with the awarding of the Chelsea Athletic game against Croydon JFC 2. Uh, the Michael Donovan Premier has finalised. Champions, Spartans, second place PSG. Third, Addiscombe Casuals uh, on goal difference in, in the end. Uh, Bosjam fourth. Uh, Croydon JFC fifth. Chelsea Athletic sixth and Sandersid uh, bottom seventh of the t- seventh in the table between uh, Quidden JFC in fifth place and Casuals in third. Just a, just the one point separating those three tables. It was it was tight in there. I would have liked to have seen Addiscombe finish their season, but I can understand with some important games coming up while they haven't played. Fair enough. Um, yep. In Division One, both games this week were both played. Um, Cobbs losing out 3-1 to Saha um, 11 Roger it looks like um, goal difference if you do beat uh, MMFC will be the only reason that you didn't you're not going to finish second yeah um, 3-1 win yesterday against uh, 14 men well with the Lino yeah. and at Cobbs uh, he, he counts as he counts as three people um, yeah a good win it was a good win um, I mean we we the kickoff was was delayed um, until just the, until after eleven. Cobbs Cobbs didn't all turn up on time, and the, um, the ref didn't seem to want to hurry them along. So you know, kickoff was 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 delayed until about, about five five ten past eleven. I think kickoff was in the end. Um, but yeah, um, we started off well. Um, you know, that we only had what do we have? Bear eleven. They had quite they had a number, quite a few subs as well. But yeah, we played we we played well and we, we got the ball down and we we moved it about quickly. Um, I think that was that was that that was the aim because you know, uh, Cobbs are a bit of an aging side now. So um, the goal was just just to move it about quickly and 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 make them make them do the running. Have we done that? And the first goal was a well worked well worked goal from us and we put our put our winger through and he, and he coolly slotted slotted it past the keeper. Um, then we we were creating chances. Um, we were creating chances without threatening the goalie. But then the second goal came about was the ball was put over the top. Um, a right winger brought it down on his chest into the box and and was brought down by by the Cobbs defender. Um, so it was a penalty. We converted that. Um, half time we come in at two two. Um, second half started much of the same really. Uh, although we saw our levels dropped a bit, but we were creating chances and we were we were put for a goal a number of times. But you know, I mean, you've seen the Cobbs's linesman. Um, I mean, four, five, six times the flag would just go up just for the same. I mean, he wasn't even up to date with the play. I had a player that one, I had a player turn up who was standing over there, and their linesman wasn't even up to date with the play. And he was just putting his flag up for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did. I tried having a word with the referee before the game and at halftime, but. Um, yeah, it didn't seem to make much of a difference. Um, the ref would go with the linesman. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's the referee's fault um, because he can only go by what the linesman's saying. But I did say to him at halftime he should have asked for the linesman to be changed. Not that I don't think that would have made a difference anyway. But um, that's that. And then I think we got the third goal 
um, against the runner play, I think our third goal because they were they were on the on the ascendance on the ascendancy. Mm. But we got the third goal, um, and they scored a uh, they scored a they scored their one goal late into the second half. Um, but yeah, we we were good good for the three one. I think we should have and probably could have scored more. But yeah, three points was was what we was what we wanted, um, and we keep up the the good good league form we've had and, and good form in general since since the turn of the year. Um, yeah. Day. It's just it was just our early 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 form and the goal difference that is potentially going to let us down finishing second. Yeah, so I understood JFC can't uh, better uh, London Warriors after Sahar eleven six pointer against uh, London Warriors last week in the double banker. So I understood JFC unable to deliver a win, yeah. um, which which sees them probably clinging on to second place uh, by goal difference. Uh, a big game between Saha 11 and MMFC, the only game left to play in uh, Division 1. Uh, the only places that can change uh, really will be a 16-goal, uh, what's that, a 15-goal swing, sorry, between Saha 11 and uh, Sarnestead. But at the moment, it's MMFC crowned champions quite some time ago. Sarnestead in second, Sarnestead JFC in second, uh, Saha 11 in third uh, three points behind Sarnstead but as I say 14 goals worse off in terms of goal difference uh, London Warriors first season in this quarter municipal ends in fourth place Woodside will be disappointed with a fifth place finish in Division 1 this season uh, yep. many people had high hopes for them Southside Blues should have done better with the players that they do have in their squad uh, they finished uh, sixth Cobb seventh and Huxley Guards We'll be glad to see the back of season 21-22, that's for sure. Definitely. Uh, in Division 2, no games played. Albo awarded their win uh, by Kaizen. Uh, so let's have a look at the league table for uh, Division 2. That's all done. Finally done and dusted. Well done to the Quarter Municipal for getting to the end of yeah. um, their season. Uh, cup finals almost uh, planned and all that ready. So well done after the back of two uh, seasons of COVID affected years. We've got to the end of season. It must be very, uh, very uh, re- uh, relieving for the committee to get this done. Elbow crowned champions, uh, winning the game, giving the game by Kaizen, which is a bit disappointing. Dynamo Duppers will wish um, that Kaizen put up a fight for him, uh, the integrity uh, of the league and all that stuff. Elbow win the league by two points, 41 points from their 16, just the one loss. Dynamo Duppers. Give yourselves a massive pat on the back. One loss for them in 16 to 39 points to, to, uh, so, for such a, a team like Dynamo Duppers to go under the radar for so long and yes. finish above South Sea Wanderers. What a fantastic season Dynamo Duppers have had. Well done, boys. Dynamo, uh, South Sea Wanderers in third, Carson fourth, goal coach in fifth, Union sixth. Fantastic finish for them given the start they had. They were getting spanked regularly. Uh, South yeah. London Royals below Union, KFC are eighth and Addiscombe Corinthians who barely kicked a ball uh, finish bottom correctly yep. so um, the league three league three games I don't think there was any league three games yesterday played uh, Quirden United being awarded their, fin- their game against Chelsea Athletic Reserves as, as I said a couple of weeks ago uh, no one seems to want to kick a ball in a Chelsea shirt and sadly plenty of referees not getting their uh, their yep game yesterday uh, because of that in Division 3 then the table uh, is finished uh, Surrey Park Rangers finished 
as champions some time ago. Addington United second. What a brilliant season for them. South London Royals reserves third. Um, as I said on social media to them, any other year, watch, and I think that that turnaround that season for them wins the title. So they'll be absolutely so, gutted yeah. that they've come across such good teams. Santola fourth uh, in their debut season. Well done. Souls fifth. Uh, FC twenty five sixth. Fort Wayne Rangers seventh. Quirin uh, United eighth again. A good turnaround for them to get five wins from the place they started the season at. Well done, boys. Goal coaching reserves uh, ninth and Chelsea Athletic reserves tenth. A tough year for goal coaching reserves and Chelsea Athletic, but well done for making it uh, to the end of the season, albeit with uh, not that many games played uh, recently for <coughs> Chelsea Athletic in the Intermediate Cup. Uh, KFC unable to raise a team for this one in a cup quarterfinal is very disappointing to see. Yeah, uh, goal coaching benefiting going through to uh, is that the that's the semi final? Yeah, yeah. I cannot believe that KFC. I mean, I don't know if it's anything to do with the Crystal Palace, but still, um, I cannot believe they couldn't have get, couldn't have got a team out for a cup quarterfinal. That just, I mean, even eleven players is just it's just it's just beyond belief, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't understand it. Um, Absolutely I think, can't. I, it baffles I mean, me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, form book goes out the window in, in cup football. So, you know, I, KFC, I think if I was KFC, I would have fancied my chances. But yeah, it's 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 a shame. And but I suppose goal coaching won't really won't really mind. They've they've got themselves into a semi final without kicking the ball. Yeah, I mean, not the way anyone would want to do it. You want to have these memories made and uh, big games to to look back on. Uh, anyway, while we're while we're here, let's have a look at the cups uh, as we yeah. uh, go through. We'll start with the the big cup, the the Quarter Municipal League Challenge Cup. Uh, that final is planned for the twenty second of May, uh, and that will be played between Bosjam and Addiscombe Casuals, two teams who potentially uh, have overachieved this season. No one expected uh, Bosjam to have the season. They've had a safe mid-table finish. Uh, in the Prem and Addiscombe Casuals have exceeded all expectations. Uh, the potential of two uh, cup finals. Roger won't want me to say that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, And a third place finish in the league. I'd say it's uh, whatever happens to Addiscombe Casuals season between now uh, and the end of May. Uh, it's been a good year for them. This will be a good final. Yeah, it will be. It will be a good final. And uh, they've played each other recently. Um, I think Casuals will probably go in as as, as slight favourites. Um, um, just go, going on on the form they've had from the turn of the year, um, but I think Boschem, I think Boschem will will quietly fancy their chances as well. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a game that's going to be close, too close to call, I think. But I, I in in my mind, I make uh, casual slight favourites. Yeah, I agree. I think I think casuals go into that one as slight favourites. Um, They'll be they'll be uh, buoyed in the cup. They'll they'll be gunning for these cups definitely. Uh, in the senior cup, I believe the final of this one is to be played on the fifteenth of May, an afternoon so. kickoff. Uh, semi finals, uh, semi final one was played recently. PSG taking on Quid and JFC, and JFC into the final after a four one win. Um, we'll talk about this other game later on in the in the uh, next section. But the other semi final is Addiscombe Casuals taking on Saha Eleven. Um, yeah. Pretty much all you've got to play for. I know you've got one more league yeah. game, but that's done, isn't it? Essentially, uh, yeah. big big season. Uh, who'd have thought the season that you've had 
at the beginning of the beginning of the uh, year 2022. It looked like relegation could have mm-hmm. been on the cards. A yeah. massive turnaround since then. Uh, a cup semi final, finishing third in your division, uh, has to go down as a good year in the end for uh, Sahara Eleven. De- oh, definitely. Um, if you'd if you'd have offered me that um, December January time. Two semi-finals and 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 third place. I would have I would have I would have bit your hand off. Um, however, if that if you would off off at the start of the season, I would have probably said no. Um, okay. In my mind, in so my given mind, given think, given the point you were at at Christmas, you've yeah. you've you're happy with what you've achieved since oh, Christmas. 100%. But from September, you think you 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 had your your sights were set on on more. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Like I said, from from December, I mean, if it, up to up to December, January, we was we was we was a mess. Um, players weren't turning up. Um, when we were turning up, we was we was getting beaten too easy. Um, I don't think any team was. I don't think any team was was massively better than us. We were mm. just we were just all over the place. Um, we said we couldn't we couldn't seem to string any sort of results together. We play well in in in, in stages, but you know, for a whole ninety minutes, we just couldn't do it. Um, but I know at the start of the season I had high hopes for us. I think, I think the squad. I mean, we lost a couple, two two really good players, uh, young lads. Um, but on the whole, I think, I think we were, I think we were better, better prepared. I think we had our squad was better than what it was should have was last season. So I did, I did think we would be challenging for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm honest, I thought we might, we I think we should have won it. Um, um, cups, I think. Yeah, I think I would have taken a cup. I would have taken two cup semi-finals at the start of the season, definitely. Um, but given where we was last week, I mean the other week against Boschjam, I, 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 I think they were there for the beating. I'm not saying we, we could have, we should have beaten them. I think they were, they were there for the taking, um, which is disappointing. But um, yeah, on the whole, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't complain about the season. It's, it's been. How do you grade? How do you grade the season? In the old school way, A star to, to F. How would you how would you grade the season for Saha Eleven so um, far? I'd give us a B. I'd, okay. I'd give us a B. You know, top three. You can't. We can't. Like I said, top three. You can't complain about whether 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 I thought we should have been higher or not. But I can't complain about that. And two two cup semi finals. The, the two cups we we could have but that we were automatically entered into. We made semi finals. So you know, you, you can't say you can't you can't really ask for more than that. Um, Absolutely not. We've we've grown into the season. I think I think the fact that we've had a lot of lot of squad changes didn't didn't help us. But you know it is what it is. Um, and we're we're looking to we're looking to end on a high. We've you know we know we've got a tough game coming up Sunday. Um, but you know hopefully we can we can put the put it right. Put it, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we was wrong last, last, last the other week by Boss Jam. I, I, like I said, I feel that the game was there for the taking, and hopefully we can put that right. Um, Sunday coming, big game coming in the Intermediate Cup. This is a morning kickoff, I believe, on the 15th of May. Semi-finals still to be played in this one. That's being played uh, next week. We'll talk about these in the next section. Uh, Dynamo Duppers uh, go against Gold Coaching. Uh, setting up a potential mouthwatering final with two Division Two teams, uh, Alba United play Santola. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if form if the form goes the way we expect it to, that will be a Dynamo Duppers and Alba United final setting up 
Um, perhaps Dino Duppers to avenge uh, that Division Two dogfight with Albo uh, that saw them lose the title by two points. That'll be a real good uh, couple of game, couple of games at semi-final. Santola and no Muggs, gold um, no. coaching perhaps um, will struggle against uh, Dino Duppers, but I've seen Santola firsthand now. They're they're a good handy little side, so it'd be interesting yep. to see how that one goes. Uh, I believe the uh, into the uh, Invitational Cup is still working itself out, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's, I think one 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 teams. I think Sanders said JFC have, I think they've confirmed themselves for the final. Um, I think there's just one more semi final left to play, which is it's PSG against someone, isn't it? Yeah, it's it PSG against Huxley, which so. we expect to be a comfortable. Uh, we expect that to be a comfortable PSG win, given the season that. Uh, yeah, Huxley play uh, PSG this weekend. Uh, so that would be uh, the winner of the, that meeting. Um, Sinus did JFC, who managed to get themselves on the 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 less challenging side of the uh, draw uh, on that one. Uh, no questions being asked of that one at all. No, I did ask <laughs> questions. <laughs> uh, Roger, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions with Russell. I'll be there. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Back with Steve this week and the Westford Games uh, for week commencing uh, Monday the 18th of April. Some midweek games this week, but we'll get on with our predicted games. As picked by Gibbs, I do like to hang him out to dry. Teams moan, uh, but I like I like to hang Gibbs out to dry uh, yeah. with, the, with the games he chooses and, and the results and his poll. Gibbs has to stand alone by his poll. <laughs> yeah, well, no one else is going to stand with him, are they? <laughs> no, <laughs> Why not? not? Hang him out. He can't defend himself. Definitely not. Definitely not Gibbs's poll, that's for sure. Uh, we've seen it far too many times on our uh, on our lockdown uh, Zoom calls. Yeah, I've got the less that said about that, the better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so into our games of the week. First one is in Division Three, the Mark Dolby Foundation Division Three. Uh, the impressive Bexley Hawks uh, welcome Borden Westfar uh, to their home ground this weekend. Borden Westfar with their brilliant. Uh, goalkeeper and report writer Jimmy um, will have will <laughs> give us the full lowdown of the result of this one. The form guide then, Steve, for this one. Bexley Hawks second in the division, 22 points from 12 games. Remember, as a promoted side, it looks like they are going to end up potentially, uh, if things go their way, going straight through Division 3 as well. What a fantastic season to add wow. to a cup, a cup win as well for wow. Bexley Hawks. A great year for them, whatever happens now. It's been a brilliant year for them. Bexy Hawks, as I say, 22 points from 12 games. Goal difference plus one. That will sting a bit for their, mm, their defence yeah. or strikers, whoever's not quite doing the business for them. They play Borden Sports, 17 points uh, from nine games for the Borden Sports West for boys. Minus one goal difference. Jimmy, you've got to do better. Um, the, the form for <laughs> Bexy Hawks has been good. Uh, they won 2-1 against... Um, Duchess of Kent in their last game out. That was a cup final, I believe, Steve, the leader trophy final. Yes, yes. Um, so they won. Their last game was a cup final. Can they get themselves up for a big game against Borden Sports? Before that, Bexley Hawks have been on a good winning run 
Um, they were awarded a game against the folded Catholic club. They beat Woodridge Common 3-1. They beat Petswood Senior Vultures 2-0 and Duchess of Kent 2-1. So that's a four-game winning streak for them, which is which is pretty good. It's been an amazing year for them. Uh, let's, not, uh, let's not sugarcoat it at all. It's been a good year for a promoted side. Um, full-time not playing ball for me at the moment. Their top goal scorer uh, looks to be Anton Streaks Henry. 12 goals in 21 games uh, for him is a good return for any striker at any level. Uh, the Borden Sports Boys, their form, Steve, they've won their last one against uh, the last uh, two games they've played, should I say, have been played against Petswood Senior Vultures. They won 1-3-1 last time out and drew 2 all, uh, and in the Burt Holloway Trophy lost uh, to the team leading the, leading the pack in Division 4, Barker. Uh, so no shame in that one. They no. were beat. They were beaten handily by Woolwich Royals um, in division in the Division Three game on the twentieth of March, seven one. So not the best of times for the Borden Sports Westford boys, um, but they are um, an older side, I believe, in in this league. So uh, maybe finding it trickier towards the end of the season. Joe Foreman though seems to score for them. Eleven goals in ten games is fantastic return. When he plays, he scores. Um, they'll be hoping he's on the pitch this week against an impressive uh, Bexley Hawks. Steve, Mark Dolby usually does well when he when he predicts uh, Borden team's uh, results. He's gone with a 3-2 win for Borden Westfer. Um, his club mates, of course, and probably lots of his mates in this team. Um, I can't see beyond Bexley Hawks. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, I've got a lot of time, a lot of respect for Mark, and I've, I've I've reft uh, that He's team. He's doing really well in the predictions as well. So oh, is he? it's, hard to, it's hard to second guess him, actually. Yeah, but... I know. From what I've seen over the season, he's wiped the floor with you guys, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really has. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to judge it. <laughs> no, he has. <laughs> he has. It's just, Gordon, I, 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 I saw them at the beginning of the season and they were really, really good. And then I've reft them a couple of times after Christmas and they've just tailed off a bit. And I think, when I was chatting to the lads, I think they've just suffered with injuries, really plagued with injuries. So um, I do feel sorry for them. And I, I, I can only see Bexley Hawks winning this. I'm yeah. sorry to say that, but I, I really do think um, if it had been an, an earlier match in the season, maybe different. But right now, I, I, would, I would... Do you want my score? Yes, um, please. Um, oh, I think have, you, have you listened before, Steve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nervous about giving it because, I mean, I've got a lot of time for the board and lads. Um, I feel sorry for them. Um, I think it's going to be 4-2. There you are, 4-2 to Bexley Hawks. 4-2 to Bexley Hawks. It's definitely going to be close. I'm just looking at Bexley Hawks' um, goal difference there. At home, they've scored 12, let in 13. Away from home, a similar picture. Uh, 14 scored away, 12 conceded, 26 and 25. Um, over the season it's just a plus one goal difference it's just def it's definitely going to be a tight game um, I'm going to go 3-2 to uh, to the Bexley boys but 3-2 yeah. to the Hawks it's going to be close whatever happens uh, and we know it's fine margins even down uh, in division threes and fours and fives you've got uh, players who will capitalise on any mistakes that you make um, so yeah an interesting game and uh, good luck to both teams as Steve said I think um two teams that most referees like and uh, it's, they're always good games to referee. Uh, Steve, we put this one in for you, I think. Uh, in Div 4, <laughs> Hartford um, taking on 
Barker, um, Hartford lifting a cup in recent times. Barker going all guns at the top of Division Four uh, with Kingsford breathing up, uh, up then up their necks. But uh, see, run... look at that! What a division! What absolutely division. brilliant! Absolutely the be- brilliant. The best division this season. Um, I reckon. Um, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. And you're looking at Hartford all the way down in fifth position, uh, but they've got three games in hand, and those three yeah. games put them on thirty points. So they're right yeah. up. They're right up uh, amongst it for uh, promotion and titles. Let's go through some of the form. Hartford, as I said, uh, eleven games played, twenty-one points, uh, seven wins, four losses, plus nineteen goal difference. Um, You'd expect them to add another ten to that over the the uh, the games they've got in hand yeah. over most teams. There, they are scoring goals and they score goals uh, for fun. Barker, top of the division, uh, fourteen games played, thirty-one points, plus nineteen goal difference. Um, a bit close for comfort with Kingsford just looking over their shoulder, uh, at, or Barker, sorry, just looking over their shoulder at Kingsford. Same points played with one game uh, less played uh, in the Belvedere also would go above Barker um, if they win their game in hand. If Hartford win uh, their three games in hand, they'll be one point behind. So at the moment, it's looking like um, Inter Belvedere, uh, though Kingsford top, Inter Belvedere second, Barker third uh, and Hartford fourth. Um, So this is must win for Hartford. They'll be left behind uh, if they don't win this. Barker won't want to lose this because of the games in hand situation with Kingsford. If they go, um, if Kingsford win their game this weekend and go above them with a game in hand, that's a nice little cushion. So Steve, it doesn't get much sort of, there'll be a lot of um, anxiety around the teams for this weekend. (laughs) It doesn't get much tighter, does it? I mean, you you look at that and... um... Hartford, I think, after the loss at the weekend that surprised everyone. I mean, yeah. they won the, the, the final, or maybe it's just a dip where they'd sort of taken their foot off the gas. And and Barker, Barker have uh, a cup final this week as well, don't they? Yeah. So um, who, we've we've seen this before with teams when they when they win a big game and then I don't know if lack of concentration or take the foot off the gas and then they they can dip. But here um, this game, I think. <sighs> Memory serves me right. I think when Barker and um, Hartford played earlier in the season, Barker won. Um, Let's try and find it. Let's have a quick scan through. 6-2 to to Hartford in the cup. They've beaten Barker in the the Jay Walker Brickwork Cup. Let's have a scan through. Uh, Any results? I think in the league, it might have been 4-1 Barker. First day of the season. See, that's what I was going to say. That that was beginning of the season, but since then, Hartford have... Come on, they've built a lot of momentum. Does um, that count? We can't we can't really take a first game of the season into no. our considerations now, can we? No, no. Um, Let's oh. go through some of the form for the teams. Maybe it'll make the predictions just that little bit easier. Hartford first, uh, their last three games. They lost to Bexley Eve this weekend. They beat Kingsford in a cup final. Massive, massive win. And yes. well done to Hartford again. Uh, a debut season for a new team in Westford. Uh, this goes yes. down as a success, whatever happens from now on. Uh, and they beat Junior Red Sports for 3-1, who do currently sit above them in the table. So another big win for Hartford. Well done, boys. Their top goal scorer, uh, Louis Clark, 26 in 22. Uh, James Burford, 19 in 26. Fantastic. Uh, David Orisakatu. 
or a Satoki? Sorry, mate. 13. I, I, I struggled seven. with that with that name at the tunnel and I had to beat the names out. Uh, I, or a Satoki. Fantastic. Did a job me. Um, what's more impressive there, Steve? I don't know if you can see this on screen uh, when we're recording. Uh, Louis Clark, 20, 25 assists as well as 26 games in 22. Wow. That is fantastic. Uh, even the rest of the lads, James Burford, uh, David, they're all, they've all they've both got eight assists. So they're adding 10 um, goals created onto the goals they're scoring. What a fantastic um, attacking outfit these boys are. Uh, Barker, let's have a look at their last three games. Um, if my computer will let me. Uh, they beat Beacons 5-1 last weekend, uh, weekend before last uh, should I say at the time of recording? Barker beat Bexley Eve 7 0, just showing wow. the dominance there. Bexley Eve, of course, beating uh, Hartford yesterday. We know Bexley Eve are no slouches. Uh, and in the Burt Holloway, Barker beating Borden Sports West for 3 2. Um, so, granted, uh, Barker themselves, should I say, in very good form uh, going into this one. Uh, their top goal scorers, Dexter Lovely, is having a lovely season 15 <laughs> goals in 17 games. Um, Joshua Samwaru has 10 goals in 23 too. Then it drops off a bit. Alexander Doyle, uh, six in 13. Uh, but Steve, this is these are the ones that are the toughest to call. Really um, are. The history splits the teams. They've both beaten each other. They've both beaten each other handily as well, it has to be said. Uh, Hartford's most recent win against Barker in the Cup was a demolition. Uh, the first game of the season, Barker showing their intentions uh, and winning uh, by three in that one. Mark Dolby thinks it's going to be close. 3-2 to Hartford. He's backing the boys. That's that's what I was going to say. I that's was going to okay. say 3-2. You can say the same. I was going to say 3-2 only um, to Hartford, only because I think um, just with momentum they have got. And yeah, I just, I, I think they will pip it. I was going to say 3 all initially but because there's so much riding on this game i just don't think it's going to be a draw i i think enough three two to hartford yeah three two to hartford putting the defeat behind them perhaps using the defeat against bexley yeah. Heath as ammunition uh with barker the team that they aim to punish uh if you and mark are both going for hartford uh just to make it interesting i'm going to go for barker um not necessarily because that's what i think but this is an opportunity potentially to catch up uh, with Mark or overtake uh, Gibbs, you'll be contributing to Gibbs's points total this week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Barker to win 3-2. I'll go the other way from you two. But, yeah, this this is a re no result either way or a draw in this one. It will be surprising. No, not at all. Not at all. Thank you, mate. So we, now we go to uh, the Prem division, the top division. Uh, we do like to share the predictions around, but this one has got so much on it. So much history uh, and Borden Sports wounded uh, after a loss to Jam this weekend. We had to put it in uh, yep. under under the radar. Meet Borden Sports A in the Prem Division. Um, we take we think that the the title race is basically done. I can't see under the radar losing more uh, than two games between now and the end of the season. Not much football left to play. Uh, nah. Six six games for them. The form tells me uh, they're not going to lose. Uh, they're not going to lose uh, a third of their remaining games. Under the radar, take on Borden Sports A. Uh, under the radar, uh, absolutely perfect in the league so far, Steve. Uh, 24 points uh, from eight games, plus 31. It's starting to add goals to the game that we 
um, to their overall play. We expected them to score a bit more and they've definitely done that averaging over three a game so far this season. Balden Sports A, for me, somewhat the, the surprise package. They're not getting any younger, but they carry on putting in good performances and getting big results. This weekend, uh, a blip for them, uh, but they're gracious in defeat and hold their hands up against a decent jam side who now we expect potentially could push on uh, and uh, become that challenger to the, to the title, which they deserve. Uh, Border Sports A have 16 and 8. Uh, so two points average per game generally means you'll finish uh, in the top positions in the division. The form guide for under the radar so far, uh, the last three games, sorry, should I say, last week on the 10th, they won 5-0 against Meridian Sports. They beat Jam 3-2 in the Jewish Shield and in the Plumstead Cup, they scraped past Elton Rovers after being 2-0 down. Uh, Elton Rovers absolutely devastated uh, by that by that result. A real good showing of themselves, but under the radar showing resolve against a tricky opposition. Uh, Sam Bailey is the under the radar top goal scorer, 24 goals. In 22 games, seven assists for Sam uh, doing what he does in Westford and leading the goal scoring charts uh, for his club. Time in and time out. Been doing it for years. Uh, has to go down as some kind of Westford uh, Hall of Famer, I should think, yes. Sam Bailey. Uh, Thomas Ingbegba uh, has 16 in 24, uh, 16 goals in 24 games, perhaps setting up Sam for most of them. 14 assists in his 24 games. Um, 30 goals involvement for, for Thomas uh, puts him above. Um, no, he doesn't. It puts him one below Sam if in, in total goal involvement. So he's having a good year himself. Fred Abassa, 16 in 18 for under the radar too. Um, so clearly firepower in the team. They're starting to put goals um, into the, their results as well, Steve. Borden Sports, A, their last three. A defeat, 5-2 to Jam would sting. Um, but they were gracious. Uh, a 4-2 win against Mildeen uh, a couple of weeks ago on the third. And then the game before that in the Plumpsy Cup, they won 3-2 against title rivals, Steve. So a good three weeks for Borden Sports. A, their top goal scorers, 17 in 17, Grant Cunningham. 17 in 18, Joseph Hopper. Uh, at 7 in 11 for Adam Wadmore. Even Billy... Himself, Steve, knocking six in goal, six goals in in fifteen <laughs> games. Um, they've got firepower as well. What an outfit uh, they are uh, for an older an older bunch of lads still showing uh, that they can do it in the highest um, level that Westford has to offer. Um, Mark, there's no way Mark's backed against his own boys. No. No. He's backed them to win 4-3. Uh, one thing, they'll definitely be fired up um, after a defeat against Jam. But then they'll be even more um, fired up for this one, Steve, because it's under the radar and everyone wants to be the first team to put yes. that that one in their L column this this weekend. Uh, no more no more than Billy Dolby would want to do that. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, it's one of those things, do I... Do I go with my head or do I go with my heart in this one? Um, I've I've read both teams uh, a few times this season and they are really, really, really good teams. Um, my head, my head says under the radar, just on form, and I've yep. I've seen they are they just I'm relentless, relentless. They just from from the goalkeeper to defence midfield, exceptional, just push and push and push and push. I've seen them 
come back and win games. It's but my heart, I feel that just to make it more interesting, I'd like Gordon to win this just to make the division a little bit more interesting because yep. at times, to me as a referee, it seems very one-sided at times. And um, because under the radar are very, very good. Um, so my heart says that I'd like maybe Bolden to win this just to make it a little bit more exciting. Um, so I'm going to go with my heart on this. I'm going to go 1-0, one 1-0 nil, one nil to, to, to Bolden. Um, in this case, um, I know it's probably a surprise to you, but um, my head really does say, if you go on form, yes, under the radar, I should win this. If Baldwin Sports A play the best football they can play and perhaps under the radar have a bit of a wobble, then yep. Baldwin Sports A can win this game 100%. Yes. We know they can. We know yes. they're talented. We've yes. seen we've seen the stats. We've, we know what they can do. We've all watched them. these players play in this team or various other teams for years. So we know what a good team they are. We know what an individual team uh, of talents they are. If they have a day like they may have had yesterday against Jam... Or yep. if uh, the players that usually get fired up for board and sports, they get overly fired up. And I don't need to tell you those who those players are. <laughs> we know the, the we players. Know. The players know who they are as well. If they lose their head and board and sports, a go down in numbers, then we know how clinical and oh, yes. um, unrelenting under the radar can be. And this could be a cricket score. So it could be absolutely. Um, I I will because you've you've both backed Borden Sports A. I'll back under the radar to win this one two one. Um, that's just again. You need the points as well, don't I you? I need the points big time, <laughs> big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, the saying Borden Sports win is not a, is not a silly prediction in any no, way for this no. one. We know what they're capable of, um, but they'll need to have a hunt. They'll need to be on it one hundred percent, and um, hope that under the radar have one of those days where. 10 shots hit the bar and, and all that stuff and a slice of luck um, because one thing they do seem to have under the radar is a bit of luck on their side. Um, so, um, yeah, good luck to both teams, though, as I say. Absolutely. I, under I, the radar. I know the, uh, the the referee on this game, they have um, a good friend of mine. He's a football league referee, so he's perfect for this game. Um, they are. It's going to be a belter of the game. So, yeah, good luck to both teams. Yeah, perfect referee for this one. Um, no one can complain and say no the referee might be out of their depth or anything no, or not ready. Not at all. Um, not at all. It's a privilege for these two teams to have this referee on their game on Sunday. So, uh, good luck with that one. I'm sure it will be challenging, uh, even for a referee of that level. There'll be bit parts of the game where um, it's always a challenge. So, yeah, good luck uh, to both teams. Good luck to uh, Board and Sports. Um, unashamedly uh, fans of, of Balden uh, as a sponsor of the podcast and of some of the people involved with the club um, we do like to see him do well and that having that one L I think as you did say Steve uh, it does keep it interesting if under the radar I did lose um, sorry boys uh, send your complaints to selkpod at gmail.com if you've if you've got any not me complaints. not me not, no not steve <laughs> not steve at loving new beer on <laughs> oh all <Yeah>. about gibbs <laughs> yeah gaffer gibbs. 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 gibbs blame gibbs right the last one this week uh, is in the senior division it brings together two teams um who have played each other this season already uh and actually i think it's the last time uh, Burridge Blues lost 
in Westford competition was against Burridge Blues on penalties after a two-all draw all the way back at the end of November, though, Steve. Wow. But it is the last time. Uh, they did lose to Under the Radar, should I say, uh, Metrogas uh, quite recently. But uh, before that, it was Burridge Blues who beat him on penalties. This brings together top against bottom of the senior division, but don't let that fool you on this game. Oh, no. uh, Gas sit top of the division. First, 24 points from eight games, very much like uh, under the radar in the league above imperious um no yeah. one's put a, no one's put a glove on them steve uh, it no. has to be said burridge blues a sit eighth in the senior division uh bottom seven points from their nine games just the two wins um but we all know that their oh, focus yeah. their focus their is on the club they're, they're yeah. a good they're a, a good quality team, team. yeah uh, they're a real good side so let's have a look at uh, metro gas's form over the last three uh, in the senior division last uh, this week, should I say, they beat Rising Talents 5-0. Uh, in the Plumpsy Cup, they got past Met League Prem Boys, uh, Golden Eagles, 4-0 uh, at the end of play. Wow. Uh, and then 4-2 on pens, the Metro Gas Boys get through. They demolished Northern Eagles uh, at the beginning of April, 5-1, uh, uh, which is a tough ask. We know what a stern, uh, dogged um, opposition Northern, Northern Eagles can be. Uh, a fantastic result, that one. Uh, the Metrogas uh, top scorers, James Dyer, 24 goals in 15 games. Uh, Liam Murray, 14 in 16 games. I think after speaking to them uh, as guests a little while ago, Liam's now got a horrendous injury. I think one of the Liams has got a terrible injury mm. uh, and won't play again this season. So um, uh, Liam Spellwood, 10 in 20. Uh, then it drops off a little bit, but they're certainly sharing the goals around 15 different scores for them this season. That shows you the depth of the squad there. Yeah, the whatever, in the squad. whatever happens to Northern uh, to Metchgas now, uh, it's been a good year. They look like they're, they're cup finals um, ahead and uh, it looks like a league title for them, bare minimum. Uh, Burridge Blues, let's have a look at them so far this season. Steve's game last week. Uh, this yeah. one in the Fred Jolly, uh, Burridge Blues losing four three to Crayford Irish, which isn't even a big, um, a big dis- Well, it's a disappointment for Burridge, but we know what a good side Crayford are. So, like, we- like I said, they were dominant for the first hour. They were superb. Um, uh, so just big, the legs, just the legs, and that is the story for the boys. Uh, they drew two all against uh, Rising Talents in the Win Jones uh, Memorial before that one. Uh, I won 4-2 on pens. That was the cup final win uh, on penalties for the boys. Wow. So no wonder they struggled next, next week. I bet they were still recovering after uh, <laughs> after a game going to penalties. Uh, and then they beat Martin and Park Rangers in the Fred Jolly 2-1 the week before that. Big wins previously against the Bandits, 9-3. Uh, a five-all draw against Barnas. What a classic that that game must have been at the end of uh, March. Uh, the ref was probably busy with that one. Yeah. Uh, was that you? No. <laughs> no. Not me. <laughs> uh, the goal scorers for Burridge Blues, uh, nine in four, Patrick Brennan, uh, eight in 10, Terry Stark. Ricky Hepburn knocking in six goals in seven games. What a turnaround for the boy who never scores a goal. Never scored a goal for years uh, and now doing a business. Richard Outridge was also six in eight games. Uh, not bad, considering they're top of the, their bottom of the table, top of mm. nearly top of Div 1. Um, they're, they're having, uh, the players are having good, good numbers anyway. Uh, Steve, everything tells us this is going to be yeah. a Metrogas win. 
back to league stuff. Uh, can Burridge get the boys out um, for this one? Are they going to, do they see this one as a bit of a dead rubber? Um, will they will they put a full strength side out against Metrogas? They're not going to want to get battered, um, but is it going to be um, a long day for the Burridge Blues boys? I think so. I think it, we'd be having a different conversation if this was a cup game, for, for sure. Um, but as this, it, it is a league game. Um, and after, like I say, with, with Burridge, I, I, I think they'll be dominant in the first hour, but I think they'll get tired. And we all know what Metrogas are like. They're a young team. Um, and exactly the wrong team that you want to play exactly. against if you get tired after an hour. Exactly. And I've seen those some of those Metrogas players on a Saturday and they do not stop yep. running. Yep. Do not stop. I've not, I've not left them on a Sunday. They were chatting to me last week, actually, at a game, talking about how excited they are about cup finals. And they are so, so focused on silverware. Um, for them to be on a Saturday game talking to me about a Sunday game, that shows you how focused yeah. they are. Um, yeah. I can't see it going um, any other way, unfortunately. I, I do think Metrogas will win this, and I think I think they will win this very well. Uh, I'm sad to say that, but I, I think just looking at this, is, I can't see it going any other way. Um, do you? No. I, Mark has backed Burridge to win 4-2. But I feel I don't think we're going to see the stars all out for uh, Burridge no. Blues this weekend. Personally, no. um, I don't see it. I'm going to go for Metrogas. Uh, I'll back them to win three-one. I think this weekend. Did you did you put your score? Oh, I've, I'm saying five-one. Five-one to Metrogas. Five-one yeah. Metrogas. That is a big um, a big prediction. And Burridge Blues uh, pre-match talk done for them, Steve. Well done. They'll just play that in the in the changing room. Hopefully that'll get them fired up. And, <laughs> so and hopefully one. I don't see them until next season. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so let's have a look at the fixtures for the next seven days uh, in the in Westford. There's some midweek games, uh, some cup finals and all sorts. So we'll go through yes. the pick of the games. Uh, my one, I must say, is tomorrow night, uh, um, Avery Hill on the 4G there uh Footscray Lions vets against Highfield Rovers uh two teams chasing down Peckham Rye um oh, Peckham Rye A at the top of Div 6 must win for for Highfield Rovers I think they've got Footscray Lions vets to play and Lewisham Tamils they need to win both uh with any chance really of finishing second I think Footscray vets um are the top boys in that division so that'll be an interesting game uh, yeah. but Holloway trophy uh Steve looks like a brilliant game on oh. Wednesday Inter Belvedere against Barker. It must be said, um, Inter Belvedere do owe Barker one, don't they? Yes, they do. I will be there uh, come hella high water to watch that game. That would be one of the best finals to watch. Uh, apart from my one, of course, but I think that one would be brilliant. There are going to be goals. There will be a lot of goals because both those teams will just be gunning for that. Um, yeah, you've got to go and see that game. Yeah, that would be a fantastic game and uh, a brilliant initiative I heard that the league are doing this season to help the clubs out is they're giving them a percentage of the gate. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what, what I a brilliant, heard. What a brilliant thing to do by the league. I've never heard the, that before. From the gate receipts I've heard, yeah. they're, they're going to get a percentage each. That is yeah. a brilliant thing to do for the league. It probably pay for the for the season fees the, the year after. Well done, Westford, for doing that. Gibbs shared that information with me last week. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I wanted to say on the podcast, well done to the league, because we know 
what COVID has done and leagues are probably looking to nick a bit of money and replenish those those uh, those bank accounts. But to give the clubs big, a, a bit back like that, well done to Jace and the committee and on that decision. That is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I think a few of the cup finals I've been at, they've been crowds of nearly 400. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of money there for the, yeah. for the team. So it's brilliant. Nice one. Very well done indeed. Uh, even if the clubs end up with three, four hundred quid or something like that out of the gates, then uh, well done. Uh, I was really, really uh, pleased with that. Anyway, the, some games for this week. Ball Tarks take on Jam. Jam looking to build momentum and looking to uh, capitalise on a Board and Sports A loss or a, or a under the radar loss uh, to cement their second place and even yeah. probably put pressure at the top of the division. Uh, Crayford Arrows take on Elton Rovers. Uh, Crayford Arrows with their good win. This weekend, we want to continue that um, in the league. Back in the league, Elton Rovers want to stop this um, this sort of descent they're on at the moment, uh, descending down the table after telling mm. us to put it on the fucking podcast. Steve. They, they've <laughs> been very you. indifferent, very <laughs> indifferent. Uh, yeah. Top against bottom in Div 1, Footscray Lions against Red Velvet could be a long day. Mm. For the Lions, uh, that could be a tough one. Just scanning through the game. Crockenhill play uh, Falconwood Reserves in a double banker. Crockenhill looking to make yeah. up quite a few games. An important six points on the line for them this season. Uh, Forza in Division 2 also playing Junior Reds. Athletic Forza looking to push their way back up the table. That'll be a yeah. good game. Uh, as we've spoken about already, Hartford taking on Barker. Barker with an extra game in their legs during the week. Obviously, a big game against Inter Belvedere. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they'll be looking to get that win on Sunday. That'll be an excellent game. Lewisham Tamils, as I said earlier, take on Highfield Rovers. I think that's their last game of the season for Highfield. So they'll need a win. Uh, Footscray Lions Vets will be taking on Foresters in Div 6. That'll be a real good Ooh. game. That, that's actually a, a, a league game, but I think that's a, a run-up to a final. Are those, those two in a final? I yeah, think, I think are they in the Mike Strong? They're in the Mike Strong Memorial Final, I think, something uh, like that. Anyway, yeah, and I'll speak to. I think speak or the Clint, no, the Clinton Lindhurst uh, Elliot Memorial Chris Elliot's father. They they've uh, started a Memorial Cup, uh, named the Cup in in memory for his dad. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and I believe those two teams may be in the final because I'm the fourth official on that final, oh, so uh, I'll get to see that one. Yeah, I don't think he've, they they played each other in in, in the league yet. So no, uh, that'd be good. So. They'd be sounding each other out before the final. Absolutely. Uh, in the best division, um, <clears throat> some of the top games, Greenwich Hot Shots, falter in season uh, continues, yeah. but they play the peoples who themselves will want to pick up momentum. Uh, in Div 8, Sporting Greenwich find themselves second from bottom, uh, back in familiar uh, position for them uh, after a good couple of seasons where they've been up the top end of the table. Uh, they play Elton Palace, free scoring Elton Palace. Uh, and then some big cup games. Uh, Metro Gas Burridge, as we've said. Uh, Barnhurst against Black Fen. Uh, oh, I, beli- one. I believe they've put an old school referee on this one, Steve, <laughs> for a very old school game. Very old school game. Yes. <laughs> I actually did this uh, this fixture early on in, in a league game. And that was at um, Oxford Road. You know where that's, that hill. Yep, yep. Um, and there were five goals. And all five goals were scored downhill. You can tell that the... <laughs> Both the teams are slightly older. Um, I think Barnhurst were, were leading that 2-0 at half-time. And then they switched ends and uh, Blackfeet came back and they, they won that 3-2. Um, it'll be an interesting game. Um, 
yeah, there'll be. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that for, for many reasons. Um, yeah, make sure you get good. a cab so you can have a few beers with the boys after. <laughs> well, I owe, I owe Steve a beer because he bought me one yesterday. So yeah, I know I'm going to get dragged, dragged with there. <laughs> strong armed. Uh, other games. Uh, Elton Lions reserves take on Southeast of Lake Maroon. That's a cup final by the looks of it at VCD. Uh, good luck uh, to that one. Something's gone wrong here. Clint, mm. Oh, no, no, it's not. Clint at the Elton Rovers, the New Cross Rovers reserves against Sid Cup game. It must be a semi final uh, or one of the rounds in the Clinton Lindhurst Memorial. Uh, that's at Meridian. And Peck and Rye uh, take on Old Fortronians. Hopefully, Gibbs recovers. Uh, to charge, uh, to take charge of his of his lads in the in their cup final, uh, they've won one and lost one so far this season. This year, as a club, both against the Bandits, they won and lost a cup final. This time, uh, they play yeah. in the Sports King TV Cup against Old Fortronians. They go into this one as big favourites, um, playing a team from their own division. Gibbs would give it all the rubbish, Steve, oh, but they yeah. they they, they go into they go into this one as favourites. We can see through all that, can't we? We, <laughs> we can smell the BS. Yeah, yeah we know we who the favourites are there. Uh, Steve, I wish you all the very best for your game this weekend at Barnhurst and uh, Blackfern and Ear. If more so the hangover the day after, um, oh, I imagine. Yeah. Um, thanks for stepping in uh, for to cover Gibbs at the last minute today. Uh, pleasure. And it's been great to have you on and I hopefully see you at one of the cup finals very soon. Yes, I will. Thank you again. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. And you. Cheers, mate. So back with Jamie and the predictions for the games, for four games picked from Sunday, the 24th of April. Once these four games are uh, analysed in the usual way, uh, we'll just have a run through the fixtures over the next uh, week or so. We've got plenty of cup. We've got cup games pl- played this weekend, this during the week. Yes, we have uh, plenty of football uh, to be played uh, this weekend. So, Jamie, first up, I can't believe I'm saying this, Jamie. It's a bit of a relegation battle, this one. Uh, <laughs> it's a mad, it's, it's mad, actually. Uh, Kenningwell looking over their shoulder a little bit uh, at the relegation zone. They have a six-point uh, a six-point cushion over their uh, adversaries on Sunday. Farnborough Old Boys Guild, um, who sit in the ninth in the in the table, Kenningwell with a game in hand. Uh, they'll be looking to stretch that this gap to nine points with the game in hand. Jamie Kenningwell season, uh, sad reading for fans like me of Kenningwell. It has to be said, fifteen points for them from fourteen games, uh, minus five goal difference for Kenningwell. When was the last time? We could say that. Uh, Farnborough are ninth in the league. They have nine points from 15 games. Uh, Ten losses uh, will be the the sticking point uh, for them this year. One win, one notable win against Essie Dons. uh, Probably the highlight of the season so far. Kenningwell in sixth. Uh, Jamie, that's weird to see that, isn't it? It It's not nice to see that either, but um, it's the sign of the times. There's teams that are constantly improving. Um, new teams coming in who are hungry to go and challenge these boys and you know Kenningwell a big name obviously a long history behind them but um, and I'm sure they will but they've, they've got another big rebuild on their hands I think in the summer um, Kenningwell's form over the last three games they lost to the Wall weekend before last uh, and drew with the Wall um, the weekend before that 
Uh, I've just noticed that they had a game against Rocker Seniors awarded to them uh, that they lost on the field of play. I think um, some discrepancies over player eligibility um, mm. has come into play there. And it seems the result has been taken away from uh, Rocker Seniors. Uh, in fairness, that's probably fair if there was player uh, all that um, unavailable stuff. We've seen quite a few of that bit of that this season. Uh, their run, that winning run, uh, doesn't stretch too much further. They beat. They were beaten by Hatcham on the 13th of March, uh, 2-0. Uh, before that, it's been a bit of a sketchy season for the boys, as I've said. Uh, their top goal scorer, uh, Kieran Campbell, five goals in eight. Uh, Ryan Dacre-Smith, central midfielder for them, the second top goal scorer, four goals in full team. Probably telling the tale, Jamie, um, of a Kenningwell not quite fully at it this season. Oh, definitely not. I mean, even with if they've lost players and stuff, they've just still got a strong squad there who, if they had them out every week, you'd expect them to be doing better and getting better results than that. So, I mean, they'll know themselves it's been a disappointing season, but I think, um, obviously, with that um, technicality, getting awarded the, the points in that Rocker game, I think that's probably maybe just done enough to save them. Yeah, um, seems I'm to sure be. Pick up, I'm sure they'll pick up some extra points um, possibly even this weekend just to make it a bit more comfortable but um, for the time being it's not the best position to be in for them No and yeah that, that three points from Rockard certainly um, gives them a bit of extra breathing space that they didn't have before uh, Farnborough old boys their form um, they've lost their last game that was against Bickley 3-0 comfortable win for Bickley uh, the two games before that was a draw against Kamazi. Uh, and a win against Essie Dons, um, a big win for Vince that probably left him as Gaffer questioning uh, if that's what the boys can produce against uh, the very best in the division, uh, what's happened the rest of the season. Uh, one of those ones, I guess you take the three points, but the questions remain, Where the f- what the fuck have we been doing mm-hmm. for the rest of the season? Uh, their top boy, Alex Chambers, seven goals in 11 games. Uh, Mason Horn, uh, a good player, midfielder, uh, four four goals in eight games for them. Again, not massive num- not not massive numbers uh, in terms of goals in either team uh, this this season. Jamie, the predictions um, we've seen that Farnborough can get games goal uh, can get wins when needed against the very best in the, the division, and they've slipped up against teams in and around them uh, at the lower part of the table. Um, this is going to be a game where they're going to need to pull pull on that sort of reserve and uh, and trouble Kenningwell. We know that uh, Farnborough can make it tough for teams at home. They are away this time uh, at Kenningwell. Uh, John White going for a Farnborough win. He sees uh, Kenningwell maybe as, vun- as vulnerable. Uh, the current form isn't brilliant. Uh, Farnborough, a wounded animal. Do we do, do we write them off? Um, they won there last season as well, didn't they? Albeit both teams were in very different form and positions, but I'm sure they won there last year. Um, and looking at the table, I mean, Farnborough, they've just got to really set their sights on Kamazi and rein them in. And if you can do that, then they'll find themselves safe for next season. Although Kamazi have got a game in hand on Farnborough, I'm sure Kamazi have still got to play both Dons and Hatcham um, in those remaining games. So, um, it's there for them. The opportunity is there for them, and I don't think they'll fear Kenningwell by any means. Um, 
if anything, well, draws are no good, are they, for Farm Bernardo? Let's be honest. Draws are no good, no, but I think, I mean, going away to a team in such poor form as Kenningwell, um, if they get on top of them and get an early goal, you know what I mean? That's that's not a confident Kenningwell team by, by the looks of it. So um, I can see Farm Brown nicking it myself. Ooh. Which is, yeah, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go 1 0 to Farnborough. One nil Farnborough. Mm. Goal by one, predicted by uh, John and Jamie. I, I, I'm not backing against Kenningwell uh, at the, in this one, unless I like both teams. So, uh, really, I'd like both teams to be able to win, which that can't happen. Uh, <laughs> but used to both going for Farnborough means that I'm going to make this a, a bit of a contest this week. I'm going to go for Kenningwell to win 2 1. Uh, you wouldn't be, be surprised, but it's it's a very intriguing game. Very good game, and uh, I didn't know that they'd been awarded those points from uh, Rocker, um, from the Rocker game before looking at the table at the time of recording. So I, f- I thought it was a lot closer than that. And obviously, had had the points not been awarded, they would have been, yeah, um, they would have been sitting a point, a, a place below in seventh. Uh, but obviously three, play, three points closer to Farmer. So it would have been huge if that game hadn't been awarded. Um, but yeah, fantastic game, that one. Uh, good luck to both teams. Uh, it will be a fantastic game of football. If you're not doing anything this weekend, uh, go and have a look at that one, if you can. Where's that one due to be? Uh, it's due to be at the at King's College on a rope. So that'll be a good one. The next one, we stay in the senior division. We don't often do this. Um, but this is an intriguing, uh, two intriguing mm-hmm. games at both ends of the table. Uh, Lambeth All-Stars take on Hatcham. Every game is must win for Hatcham. Now, Ressie Dons just need to win. They're remaining, they're remaining three games to win the title. All Hatcham can do is win. If they don't win, it's going to be an Essie Dons title. The form of the season so far uh, for uh, Lambeth All-Stars after a fairly slow start for their Standards, they're currently third in the table. Uh, 23 points from 13 games. Four losses um, for them so far this year. Uh, 14 plus 14 goal difference. 35 scored. 21 conceded in 13 games is not good enough uh, for a Lambeth All-Stars side. I'm sure Winge and all the boys would agree with me in saying that. Hatcham is second in the division, having the best season they've had for many a year. Quite the opposite in terms of defensive records. They've conceded seven goals in 13 games. Obviously a solid foundation that they're building this season on, Jamie. 34 points from 13 games. They couldn't really have done much better, could they? No, not in that stage of things. I mean, um, obviously disappointed that they they lost. Both them and Dons have lost a game each, but it's that draw in there that's really holding them back with the games in hand. So, um, as you said, it's just must win from here on in for Hatcham. They've got uh, they've got Lambeth and Kamazi before they play Dons. Um, and obviously Dons have got Kamazi this week, then a two-week break. So, um, both teams probably not going to go into that showdown in top form, having kind of stop-start weeks. Yeah. Um, so, Hatcham got to get the points on the board before that. Uh, absolutely must. And I think our fans are not going to do it. Um, Quite comfortably, actually. I think they'll win 3-1 on Sunday. 3-1 to Hatcham on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm just going to run through a bit of the form for uh, Lambeth All-Stars. Their last three games have been a loss to SE Dons, uh, a loss to Bickley and a win against Kamazi 5-2. So not going into this 
in extremely good form, uh, the Lambeth boys. Uh, Aaron Watson uh, has stood out as their top goal scorer most of the season. 10 goals for him in 12 appearances. A good return uh, at this level of football. Uh, well done to Aaron. Uh, Hatcham, their form, uh, they've won two and lost one. They crashed out of the Kent Senior Cup uh, against Market Hotel. Uh, sandwiched that result between a win on the 10th of April last weekend against Kamazi 3-0 uh, and a 2-0 Bickley win. Uh, so not bad from the Hatcham boys. Uh, left just to concentrate on the uh, league. Probably best uh, for them, it must be said. Rodney Adamon Aruata is the Hatcham goals, top goal scorer in for two clubs now. He's having a blinding season. Ryan James uh, and Anis Nur making up the uh, other two scores, both on seven goals. Uh, Ryan with on, in 12 games and Anis in 15. A great season for Hatch. And whatever happens at the end of this, don't forget, uh, on their knees in the summer with players leaving, management leaving uh, and going to uh, rivals Essie Dons. Um, so to pick themselves up again, put install a new management team uh, and all that stuff. Uh, this is a fantastic year for them. Ca- County Cup semi-finals, uh, and it looks like a minimum of uh, it has to be a catastrophic end to the season for them not to finish runners up in the se- in the senior division. That will equal or better their best finish ever. They've never won the division, uh, so it has to be go down as a good year. John White has backed his clubmates to win three one. He doesn't often do that, so he must be confident. He's copying me. I like it. <laughs> You're sticking with three one, are you? Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go for a and win. That defence is something to me that's telling that that that's going to win in the game. They clearly both score goals, both nearly three goals a game. Uh, obviously, Lambeth All Stars just one goal under three a game. Hatcham uh, doing the business. Uh, my maths is bad there. Anyway, don't worry about that. Let's just let's just go <laughs> over that. Uh, uh, Hatcham. I'm going to say they're going to win 2-1. Hatcham 2-1. I'm going a bit tighter than that. It's going to be, that's going to be a real fantastic game. Two matching styles. They both play football in a very similar way. Uh, so that'll be a real, a real spectacle wherever that one's being played. Uh, if you can get along, HSBC, what a great... It, it won't be. They've changed that to cricket this last week. Okay. So, so it'll be elsewhere elsewhere okay it'll be elsewhere so keep your eyes peeled to uh social media to get your updates on that one that would be a beauty of a football game uh into the prem division uh ground smelling blood after saha's loss this weekend against sports king uh ground with a game more a game played more than saha will want to cement second place by keeping the wins coming and doing all they can do uh ground play beckenham rovers who Climbed themselves uh, to the top of the relegation zone. Ninth place for Beckenham Rovers. Grand Opera's in second. Uh, Beckenham Rovers played a game less than the team uh, just sitting outside the relegation zone. Farnborough Boys Reserves, two points in it, Jamie. Get Beckenham Rovers form, uh, giving them every reason to believe. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is why this game's in because there's interest at both sides of the table. Um, Teams who have been in decent form, especially Beckham, as you mentioned. So, um, yeah, Beckham Rovers definitely looking up the way. Groundhoppers looking over their shoulder, obviously, with Starhard. And so, um, very, very interesting 90 minutes ahead, I think, at the weekend. 
Massive. Ground up a season so far, 25 points in, from 14 games. A great return. Uh, 42 goals scored, 30 conceded, plus 12. Uh, it's a low It's a low goal difference compared to uh, Sports King All-Stars. They're plus 28 at the top. Saha, though, it probably matches them, Jamie. So maybe just showing what an equal division this is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so we, got, we, got, we weren't really talking about ground toppers. We were more thinking it was Sports King, Saha, and obviously Hacienda were still in this, and maybe Elmstead were still in me a shout, but um, to be fair, the ground toppers have put themselves back into that position. So, yeah, not much between the teams uh, and the promotion section. Not at all. Beckenham Rovers' season, uh, 13 points from 15 games, uh, but their form uh, over the last few weeks has been impressive. Uh, ground toppers' form, they lost to Bickley uh, in the Paul Picard. Uh, on the 10th of April last weekend. Uh, they lost to MSL the week before that uh, and they beat MSL the week before that. So sketchy form uh, for ground doppers, maybe finding it hard uh, at the moment, but they had a good, they had a good march uh, by the looks of it. They drew with Elmstead, they beat Hacienda, they beat LSC uh, and they beat uh, MSL. So a strong march has put ground doppers in that position. Uh, for promotion back uh, at the first time of asking, back to the senior division. Uh, their top goal scorer, Dennis Dockey, has nine goals in 16 games. Uh, ben McConville has the same nine in 16 games. Impressive uh, returns for midfielder Jacob Kalonda, six goals in 10 games for him. Uh, a good return for uh, a midfielder that a goal, uh, more than a goal every other game in my book, is decent. Uh, ground Oppers play Beckenham Rovers their form they beat Fumble Reserves 5-2 this weekend they lost to South London Panthers 1-0 the week before but they beat Hacienda the week before that uh, and they were battered by LSC 7-2 uh, at the end of March and handily beaten in two weeks in a row by Sports King 6-0 and 4-0 but Jamie that impressive win this weekend uh, the wins against Hacienda and old boys reserves, uh, Farnborough old boys guild reserves, who we know are tough opposition, will give them uh, the thought they're not going to win every game, but they're going to if they win more games than they lose between now and the end of the season, then it seems that Beckham Rovers will stay up. Yeah, they've got every chance. Um, and yeah, like you said, especially if they pick up results like they did against Farnborough uh, and scoring five goals as well away from home, a uh, difficult place to go. So they're obviously got something working for them. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Sampson is the top man for them with a striker in good form, uh, 12 goals in 14 games for him, eight assists, meaning 20 goal involvements in 14 games. Uh, that's a good starting point, a fantastic starting point, in fact. And James Hunter has 10 in 16 for Beckenham Rovers, uh, three assists, so 13 goals either, create, either made or scored by uh, James Hunter. Uh, it's a good start. That's a great base. Um, so... They have all all the chance of doing something. What do we think then, Jamie, of the predictions for this one? Is it is it as clear cut as we think? No, I don't think it is. I think you you just kind of pointed it there. Beckingham are always going to have a chance, but the boys at the top end of the pitch that they can get them goals. Um, and like you said, kind of just looking up the table towards Farnborough, who obviously they beat. Um, they won't hold any fears against Groundhoppers, who, as I said, of maybe going under the radar to get themselves back in that position um, I think I'm going to go for a Desmond here Desmond yeah I think Beckham Rovers will get a point just to keep the momentum going and Groundhoppers maybe just 
Yeah, maybe just take their eye off the ball a little bit with recent results. So, yeah, I'm going to go for 2-2. Interesting. Uh, John is backing ground uppers to win 3-2 this this one. Uh, I must say, I think the ground uppers boys will get the win. Uh, it's going to be tight, though, looking at the looking at the goals against both teams, leaked goals. Uh, I'm going 3-2 to ground uppers on this one. No, I'm not, because John's gone for 3-2. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 to ground uppers. Noted. It's going to be a good game, that one. Uh, the very last game, this one is in Division 5. Uh, we like to look up and down the tables for the battles at the top and bottom of each each table. Uh, this one is a big one. Hayes and Pickhurst against the Alpington Colts. Come on, the Colts. Um, Hayes and Pickhurst sitting top of the division, Jamie. Uh, 54 points from 19 games. One loss for them, uh, plus 57 goal difference. 72 goals scored in 19 games. 15 conceded for a bottom division side. Uh, conceding less than one goal a game uh, is fantastic for them. Uh, that's a great season for Hayes and Pickers. Whatever happens to their season, their, cup, their league and cup season now, this has been a really impressive Debut year. Well done, boys. Uh, give yourselves a pat on the back uh, for a great year. Alperton uh, Colts just sitting outside of the promotion places in fourth. 19 goals, 19 games played, uh, 32 points. So they're going to need favours now to get in amongst the uh, promotion pack. Uh, they're six points behind South London Spartans in third, plus four goal difference um, for the Alperton Colts. 38 scored, but 34 conceded. Jamie, that is not that is not promotion uh, goal difference, is it? No, it's not. I mean, they went on a fantastic run, didn't they, to put themselves into the position. Yeah. But then the little dip in form that they've had recently just kind of brought those numbers back down again to kind of mid-table uh, kind of levels. Um, but they've got a chance. They're getting in the top three. South London Spartans, obviously, doing all right themselves. Um, but if the Colts have got a game in hand, which will put them within three... Uh, three points if they can win it so within touching distance so they've still got everything to play for at Orpington um, but to be honest it's really a, just a procession towards the title for he's in pit cost isn't it um, Feels- really very strong score a lot of goals don't concede many um, so yeah I think it's a very big task for the Colts but never write them off I suppose Never write the Colts off. Not not since the Selk curse has been lifted from him this, this season. Uh, Pays and Pickers form over the last three, uh, all gold. Uh, 6-1 win against Petswood Roadrunners, weekend just gone. Then a 2-1 win against Phoenix Sports 4 in the Vic Farrow Cup, uh, setting up an intriguing uh, fixture potent- uh, against Hayes and, against Hatch and Beckenham Manor, is it? Hayes and Pickers and, and Hatcham in the final. Is that right now? Uh if that's, I think I'm not sure if Hayes and Pickers have played their semi-final yet. I yeah. might be wrong. They have. Oh, there you go. That's the final then. Yeah. I'm sure that that was a sem- that was a semi-final against uh, Phoenix. So that's Hayes oh. and Pickers. Hatch and Beckham and Manor will be a fantastic final. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, Hayes and Pickers' third game out of that this this run of three was a three 0 win against uh, Kingsdale. So the boys have scored um, eleven goals in three games, all wins. Uh, they're really on a on a fantastic roll. Uh, the boys look to be uh, setting the uh, ABD SFL on fire from the bottom up. Uh, Kyo Peak is in peak form for the, for the Hayes and Pickers boys. Thirty eight goals uh, and eleven assists in twenty seven appearances. 
uh, pick that up, then it, Jamie. He's, he has done that a few times. Kayo looks to be a man enjoying his football. Uh, Jonathan Burtonshaw is isn't equally as good uh, form. 14 assists, 30 goals in 27 games. Uh, but Jack Goldsmith, for me, probably not getting the mentions he deserves. Nine assists, 19 goals in 19 games. Maybe a bit of an unsung hero for the Hayes and Pickhurst lot. Possibly, but I mean, if you look as well across, like they, they don't start every game either. So they obviously, like if maybe the, some of them are on the bench and stuff like, so they're, they're happy to swap it around and share it around, which is a really good sign for them. Um, they're not overly reliant on just one or two players like a lot of teams might be. Yeah, look like a real good team. Uh, the Colts form, uh, their last three, not good reading for them. Uh, they lost to SE Lions uh, weekend before last. Uh, they lost to Petswood Roadrunners at the beginning of April. Um, and the last game played on the pitch before that, they lost to promotion rivals, uh, Shortland Spitfires 2-1. So losing um, games against the teams around them, uh, not going to help their promotion push. Uh, the, over, the goal scorers for Alpington Colts this season, uh, Chris Hart, 12 in 13, having a good season, is Chris. Uh, well done. Uh, a drop-off, though, for the for the goal scorers after that. Nicholas Bird, the next highest goal scorer with four in nine. So drastically uh, reliant, it seems, on one person uh, to score the goals, um, which isn't great. Uh, so, Jamie, the predictions. Let's get straight into it. Uh, John has backed the Hayes and Pickers lads to win 3 nil. Um, I'm what is thinking... it? He's been reading my fucking name. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Hayes and Pickhurst. I'm going to go 5 1 this week. I, I, I think they'll score. I think they'll, I'm not sure how much more they need to win. There's, they've got a six point gap. No, they've got plenty. There's plenty of games to play yet. Um, uh, 5 1 for me for Hayes and Pickhurst. What do you think? I was going to go 3 0. Um, I think the Colts will maybe. Be a, a tougher test than the teams that they're they're putting the five nils and the six ones, um, past. But I think Cajun Pacers will still be too strong, so I'll go for four one. Four one, yeah. It's going to be a good uh, week of football. Uh, good luck to all the teams we've predicted. Remember, it's just our opinion. It's just something silly we do uh, for the podcast. Please don't be offended if we've backed <laughs> against your teams uh give your head a wobble if you've been upset by it so some of the games uh left in uh in the week over the week Essie Dons play Kamazi uh Essie Dons uh ticking off the the title if they win their next three games it's one it doesn't matter what happens uh against Hatcham that's theirs uh LSE Giants Farnborough Reserves is a bit of a battle at the basement of division of the Prem division Saha Elmstead Saha desperate uh, to get wins back uh, Elmstead uh, with, game, with a couple of games in hand and the teams above them will be looking to push themselves amongst it my game this weekend one I'm very looking forward to uh, Bexley United against uh, Royal Southwark should be a good game you Bexley. Are not? yeah oh, a cracker. it will be a good game at Metrogas as well which is a nice ground yeah. to go to um, Bexley United have been in good form uh, Royal Southwark I haven't done them yet but I do like the guys down there Good, a good laugh and um, really do uh, counteract uh, do uh, communicate with the uh, social media quite a bit. So looking forward to seeing Dips and, and all the boys on Sunday, what will, will be a, a competitive game of football. Uh, Blase Ballers taking on Manorwood in Div 2. Uh, that's a good game, Jamie. DC Football taking on Hayden 
Hayden with their promotion hopes uh, they'll be looking to uh, beat DC football. Jamie Greenwich Mariners take on Westrum. Uh, you've you've ta- you've played them before, haven't you? How 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 did it go before? Um, we played them down there. We had a a twelve man squad. I played sixty minutes and we lost two one. So we'll be a little bit stronger on Sunday than we were that day. Um, but obviously we know they they've got a lot to play for, haven't they? So yeah. Um, and we'll be respectful of that but also we're going to, to give them as good a game as we can give so um, yeah an inter- interesting fixture but one we're very much looking forward to uh, some games in the Division 2 uh, promotion race I want to say race it's a, it's a bit of a stroll at the moment no one seems to want to take it on New Beckenham play Chislehurst uh, Alpington play LSU uh, Lions which will be a real good game in Div 3 uh, Belmont against Wastils is a double banker uh, Hatch and Beck and the Manor, Crayford Arrows catching the eye in the top end of the table. That'll be a good one. Uh, in Division 4, AFC Wilgar, Crayway. Jamie, I think that's about the biggest game you could possibly have yeah, in Division yeah. 4 that's at the awesome. moment. That's a blinder. Uh, Phoenix Sports 4 take on uh, Crayford Arrows Reserves. A big day uh, for the title chasers in Division 4 on Sunday. Hazen Pickers, the Colts, as we've said already. Uh, SE Ballers take on uh, Kingsdale. And Essie Lions, South London Spartans, Jamie. That's the last of all the games. I wish you all the very best, Jamie, uh, with your game on Sunday against the Tough. Uh, and you must, you must think uh, 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 Westerham with some with a bit with the bit between their teeth, some a calls to play for, as you said. Uh, but I'm sure you boys uh, will will, will uh, do the job. Hopefully, I mean they've got a semi final on Thursday, I think. So hopefully that goes to extra time and penalties as well. <laughs> hopefully mate Jerry I wish you all the best and I'll speak to you hopefully next week in Silk Towers cheers tell mate so back with Graham and the Southern Sunday section and our games of the week four games this week Graham it has to be said pretty easy pickings this week cup semi-finals uh, and a top of the table championship fixture to talk about. I'm joined this week again. Well, we are joined this week, Graham, by Dan and uh, Hugo from their respective clubs, uh, Clapham Wanderers and Sporting Continental. He got him in in time, did he, the old Hugo? He got him in in just, time. Good just lad. got it in. Eight minutes to spare. Good lad. So he'd done it. I did tell him half an hour early, so and, and, and he delivered. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trick. Any old, any old, a manager from a Sunday league team tell your players to arrive half an hour earlier than you need them and then they'll at least be there on time yeah if it's kick off at 11 then um, kick off is uh, yeah half an hour difference definitely yeah. get there uh, even earlier so the four games this week let's get straight into it Graham and then we'll talk about um, the fixtures from next week the first game up this week Argentina taking on uh, St Andrews these first two games are both the semi-finals of the Marcus Lipson Cup unprecedented uh, that no team from the Prem is involved in um, the Marcus Lipson. Or the championship. Or the championship. Or the championship. So the top two divisions not represented in the Showpiece Cup other than the Silk Grassroots, uh, Graham Robbershield. Um, the no, no top two division representation in the Showpiece Cup for the Southern Sunday. It, any uh, Southern Sunday historians out there, has that ever happened before? I believe it has. Um, I believe that has happened. Um, I can't remember when. Don't ask me. But uh, probably, 
and about the mid uh, about 2005 ish possibly right see my brain tells me that's not very long ago but it is long ago isn't it yeah 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 yeah, you're talking 10, 10, 10 years plus at least. So if there is someone listening that um, uh, knows these things off of the top of their head, rather than me having to go back through the history books, then uh, please, by all means, do let us know. Um, but I mean, I, I do feel that let's, let's just talk about the Marcus Lipton Cup as a whole, Andrew, I think, before we focus on the semi-final. I, I just think it has been the most wonderful, dramatic, magical cup competition that that anybody could have ever wished or asked for this season and bearing in mind of what we've all had to go through over the last couple of years for us to come back and deliver this full season and to have the the shocks and the upsets and the drama and 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 everything else that's gone with it Mm. I just think it Marcus Lipton has just been made so 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 special and I'd love to think that we could have another season like this next season with the Marcus Lipton but something tells me that what's gone on this year is unprecedented and it's extraordinary and it may never happen again. So do you know what? Let's just try and enjoy this while we can yeah. and, and the semi-finals. But when you, when you look back, I think once the final is, is complete and finished, looking back at that competition, every single round, there's been a shock. There's been an upset right from the very often. It just hasn't disappointed. And we thought it couldn't do it again, could it? And, and it has. And yep. It's very difficult to, to, to sum it up and put it into words, but I, I think anyone that is a new team or a, a lower division team coming into any league, you know, I, I would always say, you know, have belief in your in your players. It's 11 v 11 at the end of the day. You never know at what team, a, a higher team, ranked team are going to put out. It's a bit like the FA Cup. Yep. And I would just say to leagues, you know, we don't seed our cup, our league cup you shouldn't give the, t- the big teams the, the protection, you know, let them play against the lower division teams, give them that experience. And do you know what? You are going to get upsets because that's part of football, but the underdog winning, isn't that why we all turn up? It would be exactly. very boring if the big teams won all the time, wouldn't it? Exactly. And after the last couple of years of, so pardon my French, if anyone's easily offended, shit years of, of COVID. Um, what a nice story to see the underdogs than the us Sunday leaguers putting on these brilliant cups uh, in the Marcus Lipton, the big cup, the prop, the, the the big cup of the Southern Sunday, the underdogs doing the business after these crap couple of years. Uh, well done to all the teams that have reached the semi-final: Wimbledon uh, Commoners, Wimbledon Wolves, uh, Argentina, and St Andrews. Well, bloody done. Whatever happens now for the rest yeah, yeah. of your seasons, reaching the semi-final of the 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 big cup, the FA Cup in your league is a fantastic achievement. If you don't do anything else in, in your divisions, um, you can look at yourselves and say, we did well in the, in the best cup against the best of the rest in uh, the Southern Sunday. Well done boys. Uh, and yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic uh, to do that. What a great story. I mean, we've got seven interviews that we're going to be doing over the couple of the weeks for new teams. What a great story when we sell the league to them. You know, you're going to get a 10-team division. It's nine home games, nine away. That's 18. Then you get two cup competitions. You get your divisional cup. And then we've got this thing called the Marcus Lipton Cup. And by the way, in round one, this happened. In round two, this happened. We had a team from uh, League 6 or League 10 that got to a cup final. There were no Premier Division or Championship teams you'll see the excitement and the look on people's faces mm. and they'll think, 
we want to be part of that as well. We want to create our own history and cause our own upset, and, and we want to be known for for being one of them underdogs. And and that is what that's what sells your league to, to people in, in your cup competitions. So, you know, well done to the teams. You've made my sort of plug and my sell to the the new teams. You've made it a lot easier. So, thank you very much. Yeah, and you've made producing a podcast bloody easy as well. All of you, so every team. <laughs> Just going out and doing what you do on a Sunday makes this podcast easy uh, to create. Uh, so thank you. Let's get straight into the games. We don't need to dig too much into uh, the fine detail of the teams. I think a lot of these teams have uh, featured quite a bit. Argentina are the home team in the first semi-final tie against St Andrews. This is League Six, second in League Six. Uh, they can win by winning both of their games in uh, left of the season. Argentina could be crowned League Six champions. Uh, and if they win this one, Marcus Lipton Cup winners. What a fantastic season they've had. Still no invitation round to one of these lovely barbecues, though. So I'm just waiting on Argentina. <laughs> I'm just waiting on that from the boys. I was expecting one for this weekend. Bearing in mind it was stonking hot and it was bank holiday. I was expecting yeah. this this meat feast over the weekend, but yeah. it didn't materialise. Yeah, so so was I, but never mind. Uh, perhaps they'll, they'll send it this week. Uh, 29 points from 14 games are Argentina. Uh, winning both of their games left. Uh, we'll see them go above Poplar Rovers, who are already uh, promoted uh, from their division. Uh, so it's all down to the last two games. Argentina, their last three games uh, have all been wins. 5-1 uh, win against UBL CFC in the league. In the last round of the Marcus Lipton, they saw off Oxal Virgins 3-2. Uh, the Virgins putting up a fantastic fight for Argentina are really just in that winning funk. They don't know how to lose. Uh, they also beat Clapham Common uh, at the end of March in the league. Uh, their their uh, route to the Marcus Lipton, uh, before that, they saw off uh, the Bath Old Boys 2-1, a championship side, no less. Uh, they beat Clapham Rovers from the Prem 3-2 uh, in the round before that. Uh, they drew 3-all they drew with Deportivo Lacarunia, went through on penalties, looking like their trickiest game against lowest... Yep. Uh, lowest placed opposition. I guess they're in the same league as Vauxhall Virgins. Uh, and that was it. So that was their opening round against Deportivo. Looks like it was their toughest game. They've gone from strength to strength since then, Graham. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not an easy run, is it? I mean, we're no. talking about the Lipton Cup. We're talking about upsets. There's, what, four banana skins there and they've passed the test with flying colours. So you have to give them credit for that. And, and it does look like, you know, they've built confidence um, with each each round that's gone past. And obviously, I think their good league form, um, you know, that helps, doesn't it? If you're firing on all cylinders in the um, in the league, that, that you can take that form, can't you, into the cup game? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that winning is, has become a habit for the Argentina boys. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're, again, flawless season other than this invitation. We'll wait. We'll, we'll continue to wait. Uh, at St Andrews, uh, are in League 10, but don't let that fool you. Uh, they're second in the division, four games left to play in the uh, four games left for them to play. They sit six points behind, showing uh, how good Masvida have been that they've held uh, St Andrews off for so long this season. Uh, this four games like, left. This looked like it was going to be one of the divisions that was going to be finished first and they were just going to romp it. So um, fair play to Masvida. I know St Andrews have played a lot of cup games, but fair play to them for making it go all the way into May. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, the St. Andrews form, their last three, uh, two of these have been Marcus Lipton games. They beat at Ballum from the Prem 3-1. Unbelievable result. Uh, they then beat Old Town 5-0, AFC Old Town in the Dylan Rigobert 
uh, Old Town themselves show good shows against top place, uh, higher place teams. Uh, St Andrews in the last round of the, uh, sorry, in the round before the quarterfinals, they beat Sellers 2-1. Uh, their other games, they beat UBL CFC 2-1 in the Marcus Lipton uh, and they beat Ellsfield 3-2. Uh, in their very first game in the Marcus Lipton, they beat Ballon Mariners 5-1. So again, a sticky second round uh, game, it looks like, against Ellsfield, who didn't set the world alight this season, but uh, the boys got the job done. There's always one, isn't there, when we're just looking back through this, and we'll see this on all of the semi-finals that we're just covering here. There's always that one game where you just get over the line. I think there was yeah. one for Argentina. It was penalties, wasn't it, that they got through. So yeah. there's always one where it just gets to the wire. And we've talked about it all season long, Andrew, haven't we, where it's not about performances in the cup. It's about getting over the line, grinding that result out and mm. getting to the next round. And and any of them teams will take that in a semi-final to get to a final. They won't care how they do it, nope. as long as by the end of the game, whether it's extra time or whether it's penalties, they won't care. The aim is to get to the final. That's it. The fluffy amongst us will say, oh, football's for participation and all, the, all that rubbish. No, it's not. No, no they you, want to win. They want you're to win. in the semi-finals now. You, you get there by blood, sweat, tears, biting, kicking, all of that. <laughs> you get the dark there. hearts of yeah. the game, the Atletico Madrid style. Yeah, that's the way to do it now. Who cares? The, your name's on the trophy. It doesn't say how you got there. Your name just needs to be on the trophy. Uh, Nobody's going to thank you, are they, Andrew? If you play no. really pretty football, you dominate the game and then you lose 2-1 in the last minute. No, no one's going to say, oh, well done. You played really well there. They're not going to care who loses the semi-final. They're no. going to just talk about who's got to the final, as exactly. are we. Exactly. Um, the predictions then. Dan and Hugo are back. Let's go with Hugo's first. Hugo back in St. Andrews. He's always talked him up to be honest yeah, he, uh, has, yeah. he goes he's going 3-1 St Andrews um, is that all we got 3-1 well, Hugo we've got we're going for Hugo. Hugo first I was going to say right is he not added no narrative to go with that to one game only and and, I'll, and I will share that when we get there it's in the okay, Lazio Cosmos enough. game alright Dan's um, Dan's uh, essay for the game let's have a look and <laughs> Argentina versus St Andrews uh, two teams I'm sh- I'm sure no one expected to be here and both should be immensely proud of themselves uh, for some of the results in previous rounds too. St. Andrew's win against Celeste and Argentina's against Clapham Rovers really stand out. Always done a bit of homework this week. Love that. He has, yeah. A teacher doing homework. Pun intended. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, someone has to lose and I think Argentina will be the ones crying. I'm afraid, and divine intervention will see 2-1 win for St. Andrews. Are we still harping back to that? I don't, I think it's the saint bit that he's going on, not the, not the hand of God thing. Oh, I was on about the handball. Well, well, no, actually, I... that's quite cleverly written then because he's kept people guessing because you thought of one thing and I thought of something yeah. else. So... See, I think the St. Andrew is the bit that is, oh, that is, okay. uh, that is, going towards there that's well a, maybe that's... he's more clever than we give him credit for that's why he's the teacher probably too clever for us Graham <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> uh, so 2-1 two, two, for Dan 3-1 for Hugo I th- do you know what because they haven't given me the, the invitation to have one of those humongous stakes I'm going to back St Andrews this week uh, it's going to be tight though I'm going to go 3-2 it's going to be such a good game this uh, the Argentina boys new into the league, obviously, 
uh, St Andrews are too. As I said at the beginning of this section, no one has disgraced themselves this year. I know, Graham, you've never seemingly had any trouble from either team uh, in this one. They're both exemplary, both deserve to be here, both leading by example. Uh, it'll be a fantastic game of football. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Um... I think it's going to be excitable. I think if if Argentina score first, I think that's going to really, really set it up. I think if St Andrews get the first goal there, um, I, I'd be interested to see how Argentina react to that because they are difficult opponents to to, to break down and they don't concede many goals. Um, yeah, first goal in any competition, in any semi-final, I think can be huge. Not necessarily defining, but uh, yeah, Mark will have his hands full on um, Sunday. There's no question about that from a refereeing perspective. Absolutely. Mark, Andrew and Steve having a fantastic plum appointment. If only one of them did, made the appointments for the league. Oh, yeah. Or is it, has Mark to be been... fair, I appointed the officials for the semi-finals. in fairness. Fair enough. I'm only um, joking. And um, uh, Andy Johnson, who's the assistant on that game, um, he was named our referee of the year this weekend. So um, congratulations to him if he's listening, just to give him a shout out. He's had a brilliant season. So, well done, Andrew. Well, you got well us. Andy. The fact you're on a semi-final appointment on the line in a semi-final probably means you've got a cup final. He does. They were released yesterday as well, the cup final appointments. And he's refereeing the Dylan. Is he refereeing the Dylan Rigobert? Yes, he is between uh, Brixis Dane and St Andrews. So um, he'll enjoy that. Fantastic. And uh, just the one suspended player, it looks like, for Argentina, Christian Rodriguez. Yeah, they're not happy about that. They did query, um, but they're not happy. But uh, yeah, they do know that he is suspended. That was his second red card of the season and it was a double yellow. So obviously that's why he got a two game ban rather than a one game ban. So harsh, but the rules are there before the start of the season. We all know them. Uh, They'll have to do it without Christian. Let's get on with the next game. Wimbledon. Wolves at home to Wimbledon Commoners. Hopefully I've got that round the right way. Yes, League Two against League One. Top of League Two against top of League One. Two, these two teams doing Wimbledon proud this season, Graham. Uh, Wimbledon Derby, I think we're calling it. It is a derby, 100% derby. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves are third in League Two with, with some games in hand, which would see them go above uh, AFC South London. South London currently sitting second. Um, it's really, but it's Wimbledon Wolves. Uh, they, it's only theirs to mess up this promotion, these runner-up place. Now, uh, Celeste have won Division 2. We won't go too much into the details uh, of the league tables. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners are second in the Bob Dixon League 1. Uh, they've played a lot of football, much more than uh, Junction Elite, who have regained top place at the moment on goal difference. Both of the teams uh, form in the last three. Let's have a look at Wimbledon Wolves. It's been pretty good for them. They lost 4-0 last game out against Celeste. I think the games against Celeste, you can pretty much write off. They uh, were struggling for injuries, though I did that game, Andrew. They were struggling for some injuries. And actually, this big gap to try and get some of their players back, I think, is crucial. So, um yeah, be interesting to see what team they field on Sunday, but it should be a bit stronger. And that's no disrespect to the 4-0 from Sellers, but Sellers knew that that day that uh, Wimbledon didn't have their full team and they lost to a couple of players to injury on the day as well. So hopefully they are at full strength because that's what we want to see in semi-finals. We want to see, um, the, you know, the best players playing the big games. Absolutely. So their route to the Marcus Lipton semi-final, they got past uh, Junction Elite in the quarterfinals on penalties, 4-3 after a 2 all draw. 
fantastic show that if they do win the cup, that will be the one that they look back on and say, we did, we did well there. Uh, Wimbledon Wolves in the round before that beat uh, Parklife from the Prem 4-3. Uh, the one before that. Penalties again. Penalties again against Merton Athletic. They've done it the hard way. Three all after play, after at the end of play uh, and 4-3 on penalties. Uh, and then they beat Westminster Wanderers Reserves uh, 4-2. And that was it. They're a tough, tough run in the cup. Wimbledon Wanderers Reserves probably uh, winnable. But after that, Merton flying in their division. Uh, Parklife, uh, look at this, at this part of the, uh, of the season, uh, at some parts of the season, look like champions uh they, they would have a, a championship run that didn't materialize uh, and then getting past the fantastic junction leap first question for you andrew just on that on the semi-final wimbledon have had the experience of winning two penalty shootouts yeah if that comes to a penalty shootout at the semi-final do you think the fact that they've had to go through that twice do you think that that gives them an advantage or does that bring some extra pressure because they've already won two shootouts or would it be better that they haven't had any penalty shootouts and they just go into it kind of blank? What, what's your feeling about that? I think it's a lottery every time. To me, experience for Sunday League, uh, it's, a lot, it's a lottery every time. We're not, we're not people that practice penalty shootouts at training and all that stuff. Uh, Do you really believe it's a lottery? Oh, I yeah, don't. I, I don't so. necessarily believe it's a lottery. I think. I think you're a lot more. I think you can control your emotions, um, and I think you can also control kind of where you intend on kind of putting putting oh, a shot. Oh yeah, you know where there you're going to put your penalties, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lottery is completely uncontrollable. So that's why I think using the word lottery is is not necessarily right. Perhaps, but I think the the bits we can control are where. The striker of the ball is gonna is gonna try and place it, or the and the goalkeeper is not gonna... changing your mind is the yeah, other yeah, thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, I think yeah, but up to me, I don't think it matters what happens. A semi final is very different to a quarter final or a full round or whatever it is. If you were that. a player in your mind and you've yeah. got that that winning penalty potentially to score to take your team to the final, if you've been involved in the previous two shootouts and you've scored on both occasions, does that not just give you that little bit of extra confidence and belief that you are going to put the ball in the net? Does that not give you a, a slight mental advantage? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, not being in that position myself. I'm not a player. I mean, I'm just, I'm throwing this I out just, there for debate. So I just, email I just, at silkpod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I just think the emotions involved in a semi-final uh, makes it a different kettle of fish completely to be, uh, before and some of these games uh, were a while ago. I now. think they're so tight. I'm just trying to look at any sort of little advantage where teams... Psych- get, psychologically, psychologically it, it, it may help a little bit, but I don't think it's a massive advantage, not at all. Interesting. If that goes to penalties this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wimbledon Commoners, uh, they are second in the Bob Dixon uh, League One. 29 points from 15. Uh, their last three games, uh, they've all been uh, cup games. They lost to Buble uh, weekend before uh, yesterday uh, or the weekend before Sunday at the time of recording. They lost 3-1 to Buble. They look. They beat Ra- uh, London Ravens two one in the last round, the quarterfinal of the London of the uh, Marcus Lipton Cup. In the round before that, a very good win it seems against South City three uh, two to Wimbledon Commoners against South City. A fantastic result uh, in the round before that. A comfortable four one win against East Putney. Uh, before that, probably the win 
of the uh of the of the cup for them one that they'll certainly look back on if they do get to a final and think that one uh cemented our our par 4-3 win against Sporting Continental back on the at the end of January a standout win getting point getting a win against them is not easy the confidence uh, they took from that was unbelievable exactly uh, and the last one a, a, a win on penalties against QNT V after a three all draw they went through 5-3 on penalties. Okay, so they both had penalty shootout wins. Yeah. One's yeah, got two, one's it. got one. That means if it goes to penalties, I'm expecting it to go to sudden death after 10 converted penalties. No pressure, lads. <laughs> uh, the predictions then for this one. Uh, a real tough game. Uh, two teams in form. I think form's the only thing you can go by. Forget about the league tables, especially in the Marcus Lipton. Let's get straight into Dan's uh, prediction. Well, this game serve. This game should serve up a few ah, aces. Right. Okay. He's, he's, he's very. He's he's got balls to say that. <laughs> uh, hang on, because you don't make a racket while I'm reading this out. Will you? Oh, uh, again, yeah, some you smashed ag- that, didn't you? Again, some cracking results to get here with smashing wins against <laughs> the likes of Junction Elite and London Ravens. However, the Wolves have tended to go into tiebreakers in the cup, whereas the commoners seem to win in straight sets. So, so although I'm sure this game will serve up some real treats, I think the commoners will win the derby and perch proudly atop Henman Hill with a 2-0 win. He's back in the commoners. Very good, Dan. Back with a... Welcome That's back, That's his Dan. best one. That's his best one. I love that. Being a huge Wimbledon tennis fan myself, I really enjoyed that one. Except Welcome I'd back. say it was Murray Mound rather than Henman Hill. I disagree with him on that, but there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hugo back in the commoners to win 3-2 as well. So it seems that the boys are both going with uh, league tables. And I think they're right in saying that uh, commoners have had a slightly, they've been slightly stronger, it seems, in their cup run, although... Uh, I'm going to throw a, I'm going to throw something in here. Yeah, please. Their goalkeeper is suspended. Oh, who's? Commoner's goalkeeper is suspended. Oh he my. was sent off, he was sent off in the last game for handling outside the area against Buble in the semi-final, so he's suspended. I know that for a fact. Oh, and Graham Roberts on the, uh, on the middle for this one. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, oh, so that changes it. Commoners goalkeeper is suspended. Correct. Right. I'm going to give the Wolves a chance then. I think it's going to be a Desmond and then like a little bit of inside knowledge. Do you like the yeah. way I just dropped that yeah. in there? That's Thank why I'm you. doing this job. I quite enjoy I, I helped you out there. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going <laughs> to back the Wolves, but I think they'll do it on penalties after a two-all draw. Oh, you're going for the pens. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, you think they'll win this? You think that'll be a hat trick of penalties yes. to take them to the final? Yes. Oh, what an achievement that'd be! Obviously, by my predictions against um, St Andrews, which is going to be a fantastic cup final. Um, good luck to both teams in that one. The next one, the next game is a Ken Bailey Cup semi-final. Atletico Buble uh, taking on Barking Mad. Two league uh, one, uh, league one against uh, League Two here, isn't it? League One, Barking Mad. Yeah, they're mid table of um of League One, and uh, Blue Blue Blue. mid table. So both teams really mid table of their respective uh, divisions. Atletico Buble, their last three games was a, their last one was a win against Wimbledon Commoners in the last round of this cup, 
Uh, yeah, that was the one where the goalkeeper was sent off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Atletico Buble drew four all with Norton, the one before that, and then they lost to AFC South London. Uh, their route to the cup, as I say, a 3 1 win against Wimbledon Commoners in the quarterfinal. Uh, I have to keep an eye out for these ones. A 2 1 win against Chiswick, who at the time just starting a really good run of form. Yeah. So that's a good win for Buble, that one. Uh, and in the round before that, no, just the three rounds in this prior to the, just the two games prior to the semi-final in this one, Graham. Yeah, only a small cup. It's the um, one and two cup. So yeah. So they've got teams. through. They've got through reasonably comfortable. No penalties needed for the Buble boys. That commoners win though is a big win. I mean, that massive is an upset win. in its own right. A massive win. Well done to the lads. Uh, in the League One, sit barking mad mid-table. Uh, in their season so far this year, 21 points in 18 games, nine losses. So they've lost 50% of their games, uh, putting them comfortably mid-table. Uh, their last three games, uh, two league, uh, all league games, one all draw against Val County, uh, a 2-1 win against Val County, uh, and a 3-0 loss to Wimbledon Commoners, we've just spoken about, in their on their route to the Ken Bailey Cup semi-final so far they've beaten real Dundonald 7-0 what a win that was incredible fantastic win by the boys and a 3-0 win against Brixton Town uh it must be said they've coasted to this semi-final yeah very very comfortable um and they're one of them teams you know they nobody talks about them um they're not one of the the fancied sides or the 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 big sides in the league essentially um you know, they're, they're a good set of lads, really honest, really hardworking. They all know their jobs. They're really well organised. Um, and they, they do grind out some some really, really good results. And they just go under the radar, Andrew. And we've never spoken about them until this point on the on the podcast um, uh, this year. And they absolutely, with those results, anyone that demolishes Real Dundonald 7-0 deserves to get to a cup semi-final for sure. That was an outstanding result. Fantastic result. Neither uh, Dan or Hugo fancy um parking mad this however is what i mean you see is they're not fancied they're not a fancy team but they they do pull out these results and they just go under the radar absolutely buble backed by hugo 4-2 uh big win for uh buble predicted by hugo uh dan has gone with both teams in similar positions in their respective leagues this one should be close both defenses take the michael in terms of conceding goals but Barking Mad's bark will definitely be worse than their bite. I'm going for a 3-2 win for Buble. So he's thrown in Michael there as the Buble reference. Yep. Um, I, do you know what? I'm going to go Barking Mad for this one. I know they've. I know that uh, Buble had a very good win uh, in the last round against Commoners, but Barking Mad co- have coasted here so far. They'll be they'll be chomping uh, at the bit to to get into the final. Um, I'm going to play email silkpod at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with me, this one. <laughs> I'm going to go for Barking Mad to win 2-1 in this one. I'm going to, just to go against the two boys, it, it's a it's a percentage play for me. If if I, if I win, then uh, I'm going to get some points uh, over the boys. Uh, but yeah, neither of them really uh, going with the higher placed team, which is a bit, it's a bit mad, uh, not not barking mad, but it's a bit mad that they've overlooked uh, barking mad. As you say, probably a team that, that doesn't get noticed uh, as much as it should. Well, I'll tell you what, if um, if this goes uh, your way, then um, you can give the other two dogs abuse, can't you? 
will be. I'll be giving them dogs abuse. Absolutely. Right. The last game, and this is the championship uh, promotion or bust game for Lazio. Love this. Love um, this. Cosmos can only upset Lazio on, on Sunday. Uh, so an interesting one, this one. Uh, Lazio at home to Cosmos. Lazio, our third in the division, a win gets them um, promoted uh, on points. They'll be they'll be above their rivals, Bath Old Boys, by two points. A win and a win only will get them promoted uh, by our league placings. Who knows what happens in the constitution in the summer? Um, but officially, they'll they'll be runners up and promoted. I think I think it'll only be two because it'll be one going down from the prem. So that'll obviously leave two vacancies. So it will be the top two. I can't see a scenario at the moment where the third team is going to go up. So they okay. are going to have to do it this weekend. Okay, uh, more spice no on pressure. it then. <laughs> uh, second time they're going to do. They're going to have to do a Fulham, and this will be the second time of asking, and, and that's what we've got at the time of recording tonight against Preston. So uh, I feel their pain. Lazio's season so far: twenty-three points from thirteen. As I say, that two-point average normally means put two points per game average usually means promotion and they are under that at the moment that is something to to bear in mind guys uh in the in fifth position is cosmos they have 19 points from 13 uh Lazio's goal difference so all season plus three two batterings against sporting continental not helping their goal difference cosmos's uh goal difference plus four um uh with the same games played uh, Cosmos mid-table, Lazio just sitting outside the promotion places. Lazio's uh, last three, a loss against Bath Old Boys at the end of March. They've not played now for three weeks. Uh, in the uh, Frank Blundstone Cup, they lost to Cosmos last time out at the end of March, 20th of March. And the game before that, a, a draw with, um, West, with West Norwood, who haven't set the world alight this season. Interestingly, though, the game before that was a massive win against Park Life. Five one, incredible, isn't it? And the form since then has just plummeted. Absolutely plummeted. They played, they played enough football in that in March to get some momentum back, and they, and they haven't managed it at all. Uh, Lads are really coming into this a bad run of form and haven't played football. This could be ominous for them on Sunday. Their top goal scorers, Jack Gravestone, six in thirteen, two assists. Uh, Daniel per- Person, uh, six in fifteen, uh, for him. Uh, but other than that, it, it's slim pickings. It feels like they don't score enough. That's the problem, I think. It feels like they might not put their stats on all of their stats on uh, full time. Looking at some of this, but I don't want to be disrespectful. Well, it is only a fourteen game division. You remember, yeah, so the true. numbers are not necessarily going to be that high, and they've only played thirteen of those at the moment. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many goals they've scored. Uh, let's have a look. Quickly. Twenty-seven goals. So not yeah, many. it's about yeah, right, isn't not it? Not many. It's about right. Um, yeah, not not a great not a great return for Ladzo this season. If they do get promoted, they'll have to pull up their socks next year in the Prem. Cosmos, let's have a look at their last um, three games. Uh, they they lost so many either. They lost to South London Giants uh, this weekend. Uh, weekend before that, they saw off West Norwood, uh, and in the Frank Blundstone before that, they beat Swag. So we know that there's pedigree in these teams. Uh, they just haven't really been able to do it um, in the league in Cosmos. Uh, their top goal scorer, Hainsley uh, Sagiri, has 25 goals in 20 games. That's more like it. That's what we expect to see. Um, they'll be disappointed with the outcome this season. Uh, De- Devian, 
Uh, Sue Prayan has 11 goals in 14 for them. And Stephen Leela, 10 in 20. Uh, this is a real tough game to call. Um, Cosmos go into this uh, with a, a bad loss for them. Uh, Lazio come into it in no form. Yeah, their bubble has been well and truly burst last week. To have to then get up for that is going to be difficult. But are they playing for cup final places is the only thing that I can think of being the motivation from a Cosmos perspective. Maybe, are players not, going to be wanting to play? Not that far away. Not that far out. You still have one no more other game games. to play. But there's no other games, is there? No, I guess not. Still, there's no uh, other games. This is the last chance from a Cosmos player perspective. If you're on the the um, the uh, periphery, edges, periphery is the word. I can't spit my words out. <laughs> there, if you're on the periphery of the team, this is your last chance to stake your claim before the cup final. Yeah, uh, an intriguing game, anyway. And let's go with let's go with Hugo's prediction first. Probably the best man uh, placed amongst the team yeah, to he's make played a prediction. Them all, yeah. He's seen them both. 3-1 to Cosmos. He's going. Um, he has, so he's saying no promotion for Lazio. He has caveated something. That would mean Bath. Oh, go on then. Tell us the inside information. He's, he's asked, can you say that I hope Lazio I hope Lazio win? Because I think having two teams in the Prem that play at Clapham Common should be a crime. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but he's backed Cosmos to win 3-1 officially. Uh, but obviously doesn't feel Clapham Common should be a venue for Prem football. Uh, in, it's a in, pitch. It's in, got two goals, four corner posts and white lines, just and green grass along with every other pitch. Let's, we're, we're playing grassroots Sunday league football. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, chaps. Uh, the predictions from Dan. Cosmos have a chance to play the part of a black hole and suck all the <laughs> life from Lazio here. With Lazio only scoring one goal in their last three games, the stars haven't quite aligned for them recently. Uh, however, I think the Lazio will rock, will rock it, will get a rocket up their asses and fire themselves into the Prem. 2 0 to the lads, lads, lads. He's back in Lazio. I can't... No goal for Cosmos there. That is the really off the wall, very off piste. Yeah. Old prediction from um, Mr. Beeler there. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I'm going to be controversial here. I cannot see a Lazio win. They're out of form. They haven't played. You're not going to for... say Desmond, are you? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say Desmond. I actually think Cosmos will win this, um, but I just want to. Hugo has backed him three-one. I think two-one, Cosmos. I just can't see how a team so out of form. Maybe, maybe the break has been good to them and they come and they turn up to this one refreshed uh, and ready to go for it. It's all this. It's literally, they've got nothing else to play for. This is it for Lazio. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm horrendously wrong. Lazio do like that big pitch on that 3G down at the Aspire in Southfields. I have said that before and they do like the pitch. They do like the pitch. Um, So do Cosmos. They won 5-0 there in the Marcus Lipton. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Lipton. Yeah. Cup games are cup games, but, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to call it. This is why I put the games up and this is why you hold the predictors and I'm the... <laughs> Interestingly... <laughs> job, but I don't have to, to do it. But but Lazio have beaten them in the league, you know. 5-0 five nil, uh, in the Marcus Lipton to uh, Cosmos on the 5th of December. On the 28th of November, Lazio did the job 4-0 at Cos- Cosmos. So impossible to... They both battered each other this season. That's hard, yeah. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go Cosmos to win 2-1. And that's Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, 
some great uh, games this weekend. Thank you for picking all of those. They did. They did basically pick themselves, though, I think, this weekend, didn't they? So what you're doing is you're giving me a compliment in one hand and you're just taking it straight back with the other one. Thank <laughs> you, mate. Really appreciate it. Right. So some games to play this weekend. Let's have a look at the games for Sunday, the 24th of uh, of April. Some really good games. Pick out some games if you see uh, brilliant ones, Graham. I think Clapham Rovers against Swag. Uh, a, yep. loss, a loss for Swag pretty much puts them out of the championship race. I think Clapham Rovers will have, with their games in hand, will uh, be looking for a win that weekend. Southwest Rangers against Ballum is an interesting one at the top. Uh, Lazio Cosmos, as we've spoken about. Uh, Junction Elite need to be on their game against Plucky Chiswick uh, to continue their yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting game. at the bottom with Chiswick and Brixton this weekend. We might get uh, we might get relegation in League One. So depending on the results, how that how that works out. Yeah, Brixton Town visit Val County this weekend in League One. And there's One. London Hibs as well. London Hibs, kudos. So three excellent games uh, for both ends of the table in League One. That is fantastic. Uh, Sporting Crabs Norton will be an interesting game. I think Harbert Rovers Hampton Terry is that's so the, unlucky the, to miss out that, on games of the week. That's the popcorn match. That's the popcorn match. Other than the um, the two the three semi-finals in the Championship decider, that was just too low down the card. Unfortunately, I mean to say that sounds really disrespectful because it's League Three, but. Yeah, I mean, th- those two, I-, I have to congratulate them both. I mean, they've had brilliant, brilliant seasons. We know, and we've said before, that Hampton threw in the, threw in the towel. Um, and for them to take that right to the final, final game is uh, brilliant. Uh, whoever takes it, I think you, you, you can't argue. You have to say who's been the best over the, the 18 games. So good luck to both of them. Great game. Absolutely. Uh, Clapham, Clapham Wanderers taking on Northcote Rangers. That's a battle. He needs uh, to win because Northcote are just above him. So I think if yeah. Northcote win that, I think it's probably curtains for him. Uh, a fight at the, the other end of League Four. Magpie recruitment play Southside United. Good luck to uh, Francis and the boys there. Top deck. Welcome Merton. Fan two fantastic games there in League Four. They're playing uh, a double header that Magpie Southside game. So if Merton can get the six points, um, yeah, that puts him more or less home and hosed. Uh, 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 Rehearsal for the Silk podcast, uh, Graham Robber Shield, Bluebirds, Newlands uh, in League funny Five. That, isn't it? It, it, funny that, isn't it, in football, when you've got cup finals and then teams don't have to play in the league either before or after the cup final. It's weird how fixtures yeah. work out like that. It happens quite a lot. It's uh, That'll be a good one. Just They'll be testing each other out, perhaps leaving out the odd uh, another team can... Uh, Newlands are, are well, they can't out, afford they? to. Newlands have got to go out. You know they've got a good chance still of going up, so that they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to pull the um, pull the uh, what's the word? pull their socks up, and uh, yeah. they're really going to have to get stuck into that one. There's no holding back for them. Kudos Athletic seconds play Rosendale, although that promotion uh, is sorted in League Eight. We know that both teams at the top there are promoted. Still um, some fight in the teams at the bottom That's of that Rosendale's division. Rosendale's last game, I think, if Mondial better their result then Mondial will win the league this weekend. Okay, they play Pimlico Penguins in an interesting game. Rosendale Sports Reserves uh, welcome the Virgins. The Virgins looking to uh, get this uh, League 9 promotion over the line. Old Town against Venezia Dons is a real intriguing game in League 9. Yeah. Um, Deportivo La Caruña, another team in that League 9 promotion uh, fight or title fight, welcome Borussia Battersea who haven't had the best of records against I think they that can team. go up this weekend, the Cows, I think, with a win. I think they're up. And we've spoken about every other game, all the Ken Bailey Cup games and the Marcus Lipton games. 
Um, I can't believe Harbert Rovers and uh, Hampton Terrace so unlucky to miss out this week and what has what has been clearly a fantastic week in the Southern Sunday. Graham, good luck in your game, referee in the semi-final. I've got uh, two semi-finals. Oh, what else are you doing? I'm doing the I'm doing the Atletico Buble game against Barking Mad as well. So that one's in the afternoon, and then I'm doing the Wimbledon Derby in the morning. So two semi-finals for me on Sunday. Well, good luck with that. You'll be knackered uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. Well, I will. I'm always knackered on Sunday night and Monday morning. So why change the habit of a lifetime? That's true. Six really more looking weeks. forward to it, though. Six more weeks. You can put your feet up. Me? Put my for, feet up? For a Come week. On. You know you know me by now. For, for a day, if you're lucky. You know me by now. But, um, yeah, good luck to all of the teams involved this weekend. You know, give it everything. You know, leave it all out there and... Um, yeah, don't do anything. Don't do anything silly. Keep your heads and, and just try and enjoy it if you can. Exactly. Graham, thank you very much for running through the cups in the earlier section and for predict and helping us put some meat on the bones to our predictions this week. I wish you all the very best and I'll see you next week with a full game of a full round of games to talk about. Really looking forward to it already. Have a have a great week and uh, come on, Fulham. Up the Charlton. <laughs> see you later, mate. <laughs> all the best, mate. So the last of the predictions sections with Roger uh, this week, the four games pick themselves. There's only four games uh, being yeah. played in the quarter municipal, but I have to say uh, these four games would have been the ones we'd have picked. They're all cup, yeah. they're all cup semifinals. Uh, we love a cup game on the podcast. So uh, yeah, I mean, with all, all due respect, and if there were, was a full program of games, we, these would have been the ones picked anyway into the senior cup. We go firstly, uh, I'm not going to dwell too much on the league form. I think that pretty much has gone out the window uh, in terms of uh, cup semi-finals. Uh, but I will try and catch the run for the teams into this cup final. The first one is Addiscombe Casuals taking on uh, Saha 11. Uh, yes. An interesting game, obviously, for us on the podcast with Roger's team making um, the semi-final. Addiscombe Casuals um, path into the uh, cup has been, uh, if I can find it, a quarterfinal win against Spartans, the highlighted uh, the highlighted result in the Senior Cup. In round one, they beat Bosjam 5-3. So they've had they've had it pretty much all their own way in the Cup so far. Yep. Lodge two massive, massive right. wins against fellow Prem team uh, opposition. And the Saha 11 journey in this Cup. Uh, I can't remember yet. I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to find it on me too as we speak. Uh, you, we you be, are you awarded? There you go. Uh, surprisingly uh, awarded a win. Another one yeah. in, the, in the quarterfinals against uh, Sanders did who folded by then. Uh, and uh, a, after a two all draw with Huxley, you squeezed past them on penalties. He did. So a tougher not a tougher uh, draw, but certainly closer games uh, this in this cup round, yep. uh, in this cup than Addiscombe Casuals. Um, what, where do we go on this one? It's uh, it's tough to see. It's tough to see beyond Addiscombe uh, Casuals yep. in this one, given um, given the, the the placings in the league and the big mm-hmm. results they've had against yep. uh, big teams in the um, in the Quota Municipal. Uh, yep. But we always say it's a free swing uh, for it teams is. in these cups. You've yes, got so. nothing to lose. No. They'll they may they may try a little too hard to get into 
at another cup final after having a week off last week, a bit of uh, complacency might may have set in. Uh, yep. Do you do you give yourselves much of a chance this week? Um, realistically, no. I think if casuals turn up on the away game, then it, it's it's going to be very hard for us. Um, like I said, we saw a few weeks back when they turned up against Spartans and they put them to the sword. Um, so we know that if if they are on song, then um, it's going to be it's, our chances are slim. But um, this is cup football. Um, it's a semi-final. You know, nerves nerves could could creep in. I think if we can frustrate them for long periods, then then that might get to them as well. Um, but we we know we've got we've got we've got nothing to lose now. We've we can like like you said, it's just a free swing for us. Um, they they come in as heavy favourites. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think I think we'll give it a good go. Um, I think we'll make them work for it. Whether we're going to have enough to beat them on a day, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know yet. I, th- I think we could I need, do. I need, I need a prediction out of you, that's for sure. Oh, God, OK. I'm going to say... <laughs> Have you forgotten how we do this? Did you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, um, oh, I can't... I can't get, oh. In 90 minutes, I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to say... Pens. Pens for the Saha 11. Yeah, 3-3. Three, three. Cool, 3 all. What a, what a brave prediction well done mate I love that yeah. uh, <laughs> Russell is back in the casuals to win 4-1 he sees a dominant win wow. uh, this weekend I'm going to back Saha uh, I'm going to back Saha to win on pens as well after a Desmond let's go with that in mm-hmm. tribute to the man himself yeah thanks Andrew appreciate uh, that yeah um, the next one is the uh, intermediate cup semi-finals both of them uh, are being yeah. played on the same day. Dynamo Duppers against Gold Coaching first up. Uh, Dynamo Duppers uh, route to the final. Uh, when I get when I can find it, Dynamo Duppers. Uh, fantastic listening when I have to deal with this, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. in, the, in the intermediate <laughs> cup quarter final, they bashed up Division Three champions uh, Surrey Park Rangers five three uh, in yeah. the round one. They beat Union three two, getting past. Uh, struggling Union 3-2. Must have been a tight game, that one. So they've had mm-hmm. um, a fairly comfortable route to the semi-final so far. Dino Dapper's gold coaching, uh, on the other hand, their route to the semi-final of the Intermediate Cup uh, handed their win against KFC in the quarter-final. Disappointing that from the boys at KFC. And after a three-all draw with FC 25 in the third division, gold yeah. coaching took that win on penalties. I uh, don't think there was prelim rounds in the Senior Cup. Uh, so goal coaching pretty much uh, struggled past the Div 3 team and then got given the game against uh, their their KFC uh, in the quarterfinal. This is Dino Dupper's win written all over it for me. I think so, yeah. I think it might be a bit closer than 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 what, what, what we think what it should be. But yeah, I, yeah, I think um, Dino Dupper's a win and it should set up. A, a very good cup final with um with Albo should they get past Santana. So I'm gonna go first again. Yep. I'll say Dynamo Duppers three two. Russell has gone three two. Does that change your mind in any way? No, I better stick it. No, if I change my mind, Andrew, and it, and it goes three two, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'll be devastated. So no. <laughs> All right. I'll say I, three two. I'm gonna go three one to Dynamo Duppers. Uh I feel like I feel like they'll have the bit between their teeth in this one. They'll to, after the fantastic league campaign, they'll want to they'll want to take a cup with them as well. 
Um, yep. And it starts with beating Gold Coach. And who have been fair to Midland this season, it has yep. to be said, not set the world alight. Duppers will uh, want to crown a very good season uh, with a cup final at least. Uh, good luck to uh, Emerus and all the boys at Dynamo yeah. Duppers uh, on Sunday. Uh, the next one in the Intermediate Cup is Albo United against Santola. Um, Santola, a real stylish uh, football side. Um, they've, they've got a bit about them, I must say. I was really yeah. impressed with them. They took uh, Sinus to JFC. Uh, it was a good game when I ref the, the uh, quarterfinal of this one. Uh, yep. No, the semi-final of the Invitational Cup, sorry. Um, Santola impressed me. I haven't seen Albo yet this season, so really uh, intrigued to see this one. Albo's um, passage to this semi-final uh, has involved uh, a 2-1 win against adversaries um, in Division 2 South Sea Wanderers uh, at a 10-3 battering of uh, Quirden United. Uh, yep. A tough, tough um, day that for United, so Albo, we know, score goals for fun. They've enjoyed their uh, intermediate cup run so far. Santola, on the other hand, their cup run uh, has been um, a two-all draw with Kaizen. Uh, Santola taking it on penalties in the quarterfinals. Uh, in the first round, they beat South London Royals from Division 2. Uh, the first team there, 3-0, uh, seeing off um, a team that has struggled this season. So both teams pretty much having their own way yeah. in the Cups. Uh, Albo, what do you reckon? Is this as clean? Is this uh, two home wins, do you think, on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. As, as much as I like Santola, and I, I think they are, they are they are a good, decent side. I've got, yeah. I've got a bit about them. You know, San, Albo this season have been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I, can't, I can't see anything anything other than, than, than a comfortable victory, unfortunately, for Santola. Um, unless Albo uh, take their take their eye completely off the ball. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say I'm going to say five one to Albo. Five one Albo predicted by in house Croydon Municipal Specialist contributor Roger um, Russell going with a three one Albo win. Uh, I think it's with five one. You said. Yeah, I'll say 5-1, yeah. I'll go 4-1 to Albo. I, f- I can see uh, them being comfortable. They've scored a ridiculous amount of goals uh, this season. Uh, 58 goals in 16 yeah. games. They, they they score goals. They do concede, though, so I can see. Yeah, 4-1 for me feels right. Good luck to both teams, though. Um, that will be uh, an excellent final produced by them four teams. Yeah. Uh, the last game we're predicting this weekend is Huxley. Uh, strugglers of Division One taking on PSG. Uh, PSG themselves uh, haven't really been fantastic post Christmas. Uh, no. Got their games finished early. Uh, yep. Or handily seen off by PSG uh, last game out in the uh, in the Senior Cup uh, fi- uh, semi final. Um, yep. So a lot to prove uh, for PSG. They want to get to a final of an Invitational Cup that they've been the favourites of since its inception yep. this season. Uh, PSG's run to uh, the final uh, in the Invitational Cup. The last game out, a tough, a, the toughest game they're probably likely to play in the competition on paper. A 4-1 win against Bosjam. A yep. good win in the prelim rounds they saw off Woodside 4-0. Um, so not too bad, really, the win against Bosjam to do, uh, to, 
to be honest. Um, that but likely the highest placed opposition that they're going to face. Huxley in this competition. It's been their only sort of shining light this year. They saw off gold coaching reserves 8-3. Uh, the boys, would that would have been brilliant. And then a 5-1 win against uh, Chosham Athletic Reserves in the uh, first round. Uh, two wins for Huxley in, in this season, which that would have been so yep. good. All right, albeit against teams that are bottom and second bottom in Division 3. Uh, but those are the games that um, Huxley would have enjoyed the most this season. No two ways about it. Yep, I think so. Um, I mean, you know, I've, got, I've got to give Huxley credit while we talk about them for, for, for stepping up in a division um, sooner than they would have liked to have done. Yeah. Um, just teams pulling out. Um, but also just for turning up week in, week out. It's, it cannot be easy for teams when you're, when you're losing every week. Um, doesn't matter whatever the scoreline. When you're losing every week, it must be tough for, for, for players to think, all right, well, I'm going to go and do, it, do this again Sunday. Yeah. Um, I don't, if, if I'm honest, I don't know if I could do it. If I'm, if I'm losing every week, I'd like to say I, 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 I would, but honestly, I, I don't know if I could. Um, so to, for them to keep turning up every week um, and, and put and put in the effort and the shifting, um, you know, I'll, I'll give them a lot of respect for that. Absolutely. Uh, that said, let's get down to the the nitty gritty now, Rog. Are we expecting? Yeah. Are we expecting a cricket score for PSG, or do we think perhaps they'll give people give minutes to people? Uh, who haven't played that much this season, or do you do that in a cup semi final? I, I, I don't think I don't, I don't think Tommy will do that. I, just, I think he'll I think he'll he'll do, want to just do a professional job and make sure they get the they, they get themselves over, yeah. over the finish line. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can see him coming full strength. Um, yeah, I'd, 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 Russell like going two nil to PSG. That's it. Seems a low score. Perhaps respecting Huxley guards a little bit with the prediction, uh, Russell, but. I think it'll be a bit bigger than two nil. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we'll see a, a stupid score, but I, I do think that it will be a comfortable, comfortable victory, victory for PSG. I, I, I don't know if I can see Huxley guard scoring. If I'm honest, um, I'm going to say that's a bit rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, you got me there. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know what to say. I'm going to say 4 0. 4 0 to PSG. Uh, no, 5. 5 PSG for, five PSG. for Roger. 5 0. Uh, I'll go 4 0 to PSG. Yeah. Um, you know, on their day against, when I saw them against Quid and JFC, just that little bit of uh, quality up front seemed to elude them at yeah. that final ball. Uh, they will get more time. To do to work things out on the day against Huxley guards, there's no two ways about it, and yep. they'll be able to work things out, recycle, and go again. Probably keep the ball a lot more than they were able to against Quid, and so I can see them punishing uh, punishing Huxley guards on Sunday. Uh, this this will top off uh, a season for me for PSG. We must say it's been a good year for them. They've stepped up. They've improved. Runners up in the Prem. Uh, they've yep. got to Cup semi-finals themselves. They should give themselves a pat on the back. Uh, it's been a good year for them, whatever happens this season. Absolutely. This cup, Absolutely. though, however, has to be said, it's had their name on it since 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 it's since it's been created. A little yeah. bit of pressure on them on Sunday to to get this job done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think when we when we when when it was decided by the committee which teams they would put put in the invitation this year, they were the, they were the standout team. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there was potential for potential banana skins along the way, but they, they've overcome them. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, if they don't win this cup, I think they'll be disappointed. Um, you know, I know, I know they, they potentially have, um, if they get to the final, they'll have Sanders of JFC, but I, I think they'll fancy their chance in that game as well. So, yeah. Yeah, if they don't if they don't get their hands on it, I think I think they'll be they'll be they'll be gutted. Um, but yeah, you know they've got they've got got to make sure they get the job done um, against Huxley Sunday first. Absolutely, mate. Thank you very much for your time. There's no other games to look at because just the four semi finals are the are the playing games this week. I'll speak to you next week when we will have some semi final uh, results to talk about and and some yes. finals in place uh, and just looking at the uh, games for next Sunday. Uh, there's just, just, the one, one just the one game. So a very short quarter in this full section again next week. Uh, but yeah. mate, we will speak uh, and, and good luck in your game against Addison Thank Casuals. Go and do yourselves proud. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks, mate. Have a good week. So that is it. The end of episode 33 of the Sunday League show brought to you by the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network. Thank you to all of our guests this week. Steve standing in for Gibbs did a really good job. Cheers, mate. Uh, hopefully get you back in uh, at some point over the summer. Uh, thanks to Jamie, Roger and Graham. Uh, Graham and Roger, uh, they're going through uh, the cup final situations uh, for their respective leagues. Thank you very much. No guests this week. Uh, Easter uh, really did uh, get in the way of our recording schedule this week, uh, recorded over two uh, sessions, uh, Monday uh, and Tuesday. So thank you to the boys again for accommodating that, making sure our listeners get their content. Uh, last but not least, thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, the Down to Play app, uh, Awards FC, Magpie Recruitment, Board and Sports Youth, Sports King TV, Skipper Sportswear, uh, Grassroots Football, GRF, uh, and our graphics are created and sponsored by uh, NJPGD. Find them on Twitter at NJPGD. Uh, Professionalise all of your graphic designs. Thank you to our charity sponsors uh, at NJPGD, our front of shirt sponsor, back of shirt sponsor, the Stop Bullying campaign from Borden Sports. Uh, our sleeve sponsors are Black Eagle Athlete, a thoroughly nice gentleman that we've already played in a charity game, look to make that an annual thing, uh, and arithmetic accountants uh, brought to you by the same people who run um, Skipper Sportswear. Fantastic uh, people supporting grassroots football. Um, next week, hopefully we'll have a guest. I'll try and sort something out, but it's looking really busy for guests. We're hope, hopefully going to get Gibbs, Jamie um, and Roger on to talk about their respective teams, Peckham Wire, Greenwich Mariners, and Saha 11. They may be the only guests that we have on now between now and the end of the season as things uh, get busy midweek. Uh, Games-wise, uh, for me as a referee uh, and the boys, it's going to be tough to get uh, guests on. So it may just be that our next, the rest of the season is going to be Gibbs, Jamie and Roger uh, to talk about their teams. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you all next week. Uh, have good games if you've got cup finals, cup semi-finals or title deciders or relegation battles, uh, give your all, give 100%, make yourselves proud. Uh, and if you've got uh, nothing to play for in mid-table safety, start those plans and get that momentum building for next season. All the very best. And I'll see you for episode 34 next Monday. See you later.
This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.